You're now tuned into the Apartment 5B podcast, where we chop it up about hip-hop, R&B, sports, love and life. Hosted by Kill. 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 What's good, what's good, what's good? You are tuned to Apartment 5B, hosted by your man, Kill. I got my squad in effect with me, as always, my brother JR. What's going on, the R&B guru? What's up, what's up? Good to be here. All right, all right. One of the dopest MCs you might not know, but you need to find out, out to Chicago, we got my man, I Am God. Your name gets brought up on this show all the time from somebody, so it's a blessing. What's going on, good brother? Chillin', chillin', man. I'm happy to be here. Appreciate you having me, man. Chicago will never forget how to rap. No doubt. No doubt, no doubt. One thing, um, and I'll get through this once we go through everybody. My brother Trey Lee, my OG, my old head from Philly. What's going on, good brother? All is well, man. Good to be here. Good to be back, man. Good to see y'all. No doubt, no doubt. My brother from Mount Vernon, Amir. Pete Rock's first solo MC who signed the True Soul Records. He's doing his Chicago right now, brushing the waves, getting them right. Yeah, you know I mean, so y'all already know the pedigree of that. This is Pete Rock's first MC signed the True Soul. So you see him, you see him. He's Chicago back tonight. Who was watching Poetic Justice before the show started? So you know what I mean. And then we got my brother right here, Burn. We got the Idle Mind joining out right now. What's going on, good brother? What up? What up, man? You know what it is. Happy to be here. All right, no doubt. Yo, yes. here's the thing. So last week, I don't even know how we got on this shit on Twitter. I'm always starting some shit. And somebody said something about Lil' Kim's verse on Quiet Storm. And I'm like, yeah, what that's cool. But it wasn't better than Prodigy. Prodigy had it all to himself. And it was originally called White Lines. You know what I mean? And it was Pete just going in for three straight bars there was no have nobody else was on it from what i heard was this was supposed to be for h and i c but the song has such a bubble on the underground that the label wanted it to be the new mob deep single and that's why we got the remix with kim and havoc's first yeah you know i mean so i was telling people like yo kim's verse is cool you know what i mean but i've always preferred the original verse to that because i'm like yo prodigy put on a motherfucking clinic on that song i live my lifetime in between the paper's lines like my my, my chain hang down in my dick my piece bang glass table like dog it was like a rap fucking clinic that p put Absolutely. on which had me starting to think when what are songs that were like rap clinics that you that you're just like because I don't know where that came from. I'm just tweeting. Niggas is pissing me off on this little Kim shit. Niggas like, that's Kim's hardest verse. I'm like, nigga, you ever heard Queen, bitch? I'll take half a hardcore over that verse. You know, niggas like, oh, Kim made the song hot. No, Kim made the song get on the radio and get in the clubs. That's what Kim did. That If you was a hip-hop head, you already knew from the door what P did was crazy. There's so many quotables on that. So 
I'm loving this show because, like I said before we got started, I've got four MCs that I love, that I respect, that can spit at an elite level. Guys from Chicago, Trey's Philly, Amir's New York, Burn is LA. So we're looking at four different sections. And I want to know, when were rap clinics put on for y'all? And when me and Trey was texting the other day, he's like, yo, all right, tell me a little bit more. I'm like, all right, maybe five times that you said, nigga, I, I, why do I even rap? Like, you heard some shit and was just like, yo, why do I even rap? What I love about my OG Trey, he's like, yeah, that shit ain't never happened. So <laughs> give me something else. Like, take me another thing. I'm like, all right, uh, let me think about something. Okay, when was it five times that you heard something and you was like, yo, I got to step my game up? You know what I mean? Like, if you a hooper, you went to the gym and you nice, but another nigga came in and he ain't bust your ass, but, you know, he put in work and you like, oh, okay, let me, I need to get up some more shots. So those things like that. So I'm intrigued. JR is here. I don't know if you have MCs. I, I wanted to also do R&B. I always want to infuse R&B. So I was also talking about five times that a singer took it to church, like put in that work, and you was like, God damn, like that. So that's what we're chopping it up about today. But before I get into all that, I want everybody to kind of talk a little bit about what they've got going on. God, like I said, I don't know if there's too many shows when your name doesn't come up if we're talking about him singing. I love seeing on the timeline when people are like, yo, I learned about I Am God from Apartment 5B or from Kill. I love that because it, it is not about me. I just love connecting dope people. I love people being able to find out new music through this platform. That's what I do it for. You know what I mean? So, God, tell them a little bit about what you got going on, what's out, where they can get at you all. I want to get that in, in first before we even dive into everything else. Well, right now, uh, riding off the, the latest release, which came out in, I believe, early May, Murder Castle, produced entirely by the homie The Black Depths. Um, if you want to uh, support it, you know what I'm saying, purchase it. We got vinyl available. I think we sold out of CDs, but you can go to No Mediocre. That's N-O-M-I-N-O-M-E-D-I-O-C-R-E dot bandcamp dot com. And you can grab that. It's also streaming on all um, on all DSPs or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Follow me at GodMC, G-A-W-D-E-M-C-E-E. -E. That's Twitter and IG. But we riding off the uh, the Murder Castle. We also got the Filthy compilation that just dropped to the Dirt Up Here, a Filthy album. You know what I'm saying? It's the Fil Filthy Records compilation. And you can also uh, get that at filthy.bandcamp.com. That's F-I-L-T-H-E, filthy.bandcamp.com. And if I'm not mistaken, it should be streaming everywhere as of right now as well. Alright, no doubt, no doubt Trey, what about you? Let me talk about Trey for a second This man has the marketing genius Of being able to have glory And I feel like we're still talking about glory Like three, four years later we're In, in an yeah. era where most people yes. are talking about an album Three or four weeks later So the fact that glory is still being talked about Is, is amazing to me So if you gotta give me the secret to your salmon sauce On how you able to keep an album buzzing for four years but Trey, talk a little bit about that and what do you have coming up? Because here's the great thing that I love about Trey and Amir. Niggas always ask me, when's Trey new album coming? You know what I mean? When's Dope Boy Soul coming? I'm like, nigga, I don't know. You know, ask Trey. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's great that y'all connect us, but I have no idea. So Trey, the people want to know what's coming up next with you. Um, Well, you know, we, we on the heels of Glory, you know what I'm saying? We put out... You know, actually, at the end of last summer, you know, summer banger that's actually still being uh, played called Buttersoft. And then we got the new summer joint called Kakeo. You know what I'm saying? That's 
you know, just holding people at bay for a second. And then while I'm doing that, you know, we, we stirring the pot. We stirring the pot. I'm sitting on, you know, a couple of joints um, that I think we just going, you know, I, I don't want to, going back to the marketing thing, I don't want to put out the, you know, I guess the there's no rhythm or rhyme to what I'm doing. But just, just say, expect something to drop before the end of the year. And it's just going to drop. That's just what it's gonna be. I ain't gonna put out no big announcement coming next, coming uh, November. It's just gonna drop, and the people that know, they know, it. and everybody else, we're just gonna have to catch up. But that's a part of the method to the madness. But yeah, All right. no doubt. It's funny you said because I want to sit down, maybe a show, depending if we have time, if not another show, just to kind of talk about marketing strategies. You know, because everyone up here to a certain level is an independent MC. You know, and we all go at it from different you know realms like you have some people who are like yo join is coming you got other people who do the kendrick and it just drops and you don't need you know i'm not kendrick i met um my mind is bugging on me like d'angelo when he just popped up with black messiah like you have those you have the people who still do the rollout with the first single and all that so i definitely want to chop it up about that but man what's going on we got the 21 grams i'm still <laughs> champion any chance i can get produced by p rock with a mayor but again, everybody's asking, what's good with Dope Boy Soul? What's up next with Amir? Well, see, that's right. I got the I got the joint on the wall just for motivation purposes, but that's for me. Um, but as far as the album, man, um, we just going through the distribution part. Like I said, man, you got, he got to find something that's fair. I mean, find a home for it that that you know that from a business acumen, I guess standpoint, he want to make sure that you know you don't give somebody that give a, a company something like that that you know we don't feel it's gonna get what it needs so but i think the music is done i'm still recording though it's not done until it's done but it's primarily done um so dope boy so still the t- tba um but i know we're never more of a date for it you know so i, I feel happy about that um all right and then we then we're dropping a, um he texted me today we're gonna put another tape out um, you know, I don't know the name of it. I might name it Free for Profit or something. I don't know, some slick, some slick, hopefully. Um, but I have the record. It was more music, man. I just been working music, bro. Recording, you know, I, I record every day. So, and um, all right, that's what it is. To the script. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what it is. That's what it is. Vern, what's going on, good brother? We got the Idle Mind joint out. Tell them what else is going on with you, Serene, too, everything else that's coming. Yeah, man, uh, uh, for one second, I ain't never got a chance to chop it up with um, God in person. That murder castle was just ridiculous, G. Um, I don't mind, man. That, that's what it is right now. We're still pushing that. Uh, we still got a couple of things we want to do with that as far as the theme pieces and discuss some of the things we did on that. And, yeah, I'm pretty much in the mixing phase of Serene, too. And um, I'm not really sure when I'm dropping it, but I'm like, Trey, I'm going to drop it sometime this year. And, uh, you know, we're going to just keep pushing, man. Keep trying to climb these steps and get to where we're trying to get. All right. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right. Well, I'm going to set this off since, you know what I mean? I already told you what one of my joints was. Quiet Storm, White Lines, whatever you want to call it by P. Again, I think it's a lost star for a lot of MCs on how you set rhymes off. You know what I mean? Like that first bar. And it's like, I put my lifetime in between the paper's lines. I'm a quiet storm nigga who fight crime. P, yeah, you heard of him, but I ain't concerned with them. They got to pop more guns than you holding them. Like, yo, 
make my root my, my rock rocks go, come out and scold your men a low 10 and boy they like get right fuck your life hop on my 98 dirt bike you try to stop mines from growing i'll make your blood stop flowing like god damn like this is this is how you come in like you feel some kind of way my nigga <laughs> like yo the second verse Yo, the P-Rod cables, 40-inch cable, drinking white labels, my chain hang down on my dick, my piece gang, bang, glass tables, diamonds and guns before the fame duke, a nigga like me, whole text. Are you the same, too? Yo, just, I mean, and then it go one, two, three to the fourth, that nigga P-Double got that shit for y'all. Like, again, in an era where, like, nobody even does third verses anymore. I mean, a couple of years ago, I had that out on the timeline, like, the third verse challenge. Like, yo, like... You know, I get it with streaming these quick songs, but there's something beautiful about that third verse, man. Like I said, if you, you take the third verse word, if you take the third verse away from Nas, I gave you power, we don't know what happened with the gun. You take the third verse away from Song Cry, we don't know what happened with Jay. Did you stay with the girl? Like to me, in my age, I'm 48. That third verse was if you're writing a paper for school, and it's like in conclusion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what the third verse is for me. It's in conclusion. You know what I mean? And again, this is no knock on anybody who doesn't do third verses. It's just, but this song for me, P just put in work on all three verses. I, I mean, these are the times that, and this is why I love having you all as friends, because these are the times I want to be like, I would love to ask P like, yo, what the fuck? Like, was you mad? You know what I mean? Was you, was Jay in the back of your head from that summer jam shit? Like, did something happen in the hood? Like, what puts you in the mindset to write this? Like, bro, like, what? You know what I mean? And then niggas was even on the time like, yeah, but his, his verse on the remix wasn't that dope. I said, yo, I don't even know. Maybe the nigga felt some kind of way. You know what I mean? Maybe he felt some kind of way. Like, nigga, this was supposed to be my shit. Now y'all, now the label want to come in and make it mob shit. And I'm going to just coast this one in. Because his verse was dope on the remix, but it wasn't this. It, it wasn't this. You know what I mean? So that's my first joint for that. Um, God, what do you have up for your first joint? That's a rap clinic And why Are you calling it a rap clinic Was it one of those situations Where you was like Yo why do I rhyme Or let me step up my game Or if I was teaching a class Like why Why did you pick one of these joints To be the rap clinic for you Alright so my first one Is also another joint By the only P Dope Bandana P Rest in peace And it's Keep It Thorough You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying um, okay. Now this joint right here it wasn't one of them situations to where it's like, damn, I'll never be able to top that. Not trying to say I was even thinking about trying to top that. It's just the fact that, bro, P was so different. Like, P didn't have the traditional MC flow setup, punchline. You know what I'm saying? Like, his shit was so unorthodox and sometimes almost sounded like it was about to be off beat. But he came back and he tied that shit up to the point to where it fit perfectly. And you quote lines from um, Quiet Storm, I feel the same way. Like, besides Inspector Deck, like, he was one of them kickoff masters. You know what I'm saying? You put that nigga yeah. on the song, like, his his opening lines, like, I break bread, ribs, ribs $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $100, $
and that unique, you know what I'm saying? So I'm also riding with, you know what I'm saying, the, the never forgotten legend, you know what I'm saying, the late great Bandana Pete, you know what I'm saying, keep it thorough. Like, he killed that shit all the way through, from bar one to bar, wherever he stopped at, you know what I'm saying, that's my shit. All right, no mm-hmm. doubt, no doubt. Burr, mm-hmm. what you got for, for your first joint, and why did you pick it? Why was this a rap clinic for you? Um, Well, my first joint is New York State of Mind, Nas. Um, never been to New York, and I saw this shit when he was rapping it. At the hallways, I, I seen the thing. I was there. I was completely there. Um, um, it was so fucking vivid at a time where like we only was really getting that kind of shit from Rock Kim on a on a high level, but it was more gritty than I think anything I ever heard. Rock spit the shit was just like, like I said, I ain't never been back east, and I was there. I was in Queensbridge, and I never forget it because. It was a lot of buzz about Nas, you know, after the live and the bar, uh, from the barbecue shit and all that, right? And I'm like, damn, if this is how you stand it off, like I almost knew this shit was classic, that a classic album before I finished it. Based off that, then to follow it up with like, likes a bitch, come on, man, that shit was crazy. But it, it, it's uh, definitely New York State of Mind for me, Elmatic, Nas. You know, it's funny you said that, Vern, because one of the pieces that me and Eva really touching on with Profit is for academia and and the powers to be to look at MCs the same way they look at authors. You know what I mean? Like the exact same way. So the respect you would have for, uh, I I love horror and and stuff like that. So with Dean Koontz or Stephen King or, you know what I mean? Like for you all to be in that, looked at it the same regard. Like not just, oh, that's a rapper. Like, nah, like that's an author. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like because it's a whole nother level. And one of the things that I was saying, and it ties in exactly what you said, because I've been jotting all these things down about MCs and, and my, my goal is to prove why, if, if I was standing in front of somebody who could make that call, that could say, okay, you know, gavel hits the joint, like, yo, MCs are now looked at as authors. How would I make that case for you all? My first thing that I wrote down, I try to come up with something once a week. You all are, a kid from the hoods travel tour guide. Now, what do I mean by that? Exactly what Vern just said. I've never been out east, but I was in Queensbridge. You know what I mean? I'll never forget when I saw Straight Out Compton. I was like, yo, what's Compton? I've never even heard of that shit before. But you listen to it and you're there. I've never been to Chicago, but why do I know about Cabrini Green Common? You know what I mean? Like, I never forget. I brought my homegirl to Philly with me once, and we was on Snyder Ave, and she just started rapping. Proceed. She was like from Seventh Seventh Snyder Ave. Got the flavor you need. Now I must proceed. She's like, nigga, let's go to Seventh Snyder Ave. Like, you all have have made housing projects. Fucking, what are those things called that you can't tear down? Like monuments. Like, yeah. nigga, you can tear down Queens Bridge, Queens Bridge, if you wanted to. Like, it would be like it would be an uproar. You know what I mean? Like. You, I mean, you literally have made places that should not be tourist attractions, tourist attractions. I have seen people on IG standing in front of Queensbridge houses like this, next to the sign. So it's like, okay, Statue of Liberty, Empire State Building, Queensbridge Project. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when I went to LA with Burn, Ev, I was like, Ev, take me to Crenshaw. I want to see Nips. I want to see Nipshood. Like, so it's like, take me to, you know, Santa Monica Pier, say I want to go see Hollywood, and I want to go see where Nip from. Like, you all have transported kids and, and grown people who have never been to these places, but they feel like they're there. And I mean, I don't think most people think about that. That's, and that's just one of the reasons, just one of the many reasons 
why MCs and you all should be respected on the same level as an author. Because the same way you're reading a book and you're able, me, when I read books, I see all that shit visually. So I'm seeing, you know, the haunted house. I'm seeing the creeks in the floor. Y'all are doing the exact same thing. But I feel like you niggas just like, ah, oh, they just rappers. They, they just rapping. You know, they ain't doing no shit. Y'all don't say that about an author. Well, that nigga just write. Nigga, that nigga went to motherfucking college <laughs> to learn to write. Like, it's not, but y'all don't downplay that. Y'all never just be like, oh, that was a good movie, you know. It's like, oh my God, nope, it's the greatest movie ever. Da, 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 da. It's like, yo. And, and I just feel like you all don't get that same respect. And that's one of the reasons we're doing profit so that the powers that be and people who are even outside of hip-hop understand how important you guys are so Vern I love what you just said I've never been out east but listening to New York State of Mind I, I was there I was I there mean, after listening to uh, Murder Castles I found the documentary it's a whole joint on the dude that inherited the money and had the fucked up sh- I, I watched the whole shit after listening to Brothers Joint so I mean it's the God honest truth you know what I mean like the shit takes you there I watched the Supreme Team and shit I'm over there feeling some kind of way about niggas I don't even know Right, right, right. You know, but but again, that's that's the wild part because I'm watching Supreme Team and T like, yo, what the fuck you know about Supreme Team and Queens? I was like, yo, with Nas and niggas and, and Morgan, right. my Queens niggas would talk about them. The first time I heard Alpo was um in fucking um Nas's um memory lane when he was like uh, uh, uptown was Alpo. Heard he was I'm Kingpin. Like I'm comparing what I know from Ghetto Quran to what I'm watching on on Netflix. Cause all I, right. I knew was the fifty shit, you know. So that's right. how we travel through the music. Right. right, 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 definitely, definitely, definitely. Jr. Break this hip hop monotony. Give me a time that a singer took you to church and you was you was blown away. You was like, okay, they putting in work. Uh, well, when it comes to you know R and B, we gotta. It's bridges that does it. It's mm. the bridge. So if you you know, I want to do a show with you about the dopest bridges. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I do because the bridges slept on. I, people love the chorus, they love the but the you bridges. Know what's crazy, Sean, Sean from uh Boys of Men said he was in uh the studio with somebody like a, a saw producer, and he said he was writing the bridge, and they was like, "You do bridges?" And he mm. was like, "Huh? You don't write bridges?" And he was like, "Nah." So. That's crazy to me because when a song, especially with a singer, that tells you who can sing and who can't. Because it's yeah, how you're coming out of the bridge, how you singing into the bridge. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. So, bro, the bridge, the mm-hmm. man, Faith Evans Bridge on Soon As I Get Home. Come on, bro. The whole album is full of bridges, yo. Like, that's why right. I was like, yo, this is unfair. We're we not going to do that. That's another show. That's another show. We're going to keep it. <laughs> But, alright, so I'm going to start with a group. I love when Milestone did I Care About You. And mm-hmm. when um, you had Kavon and Case uh, Jojo at the bridge and they just went off. And, mm-hmm. and Kavon was like, I'm right. going to eat this and I'm going to go for blood. And Jojo kind of had to back off a little bit because Kavon was like, yo, this is mine. I'm taking it. Like, mm-hmm. And then when they did it live on Oprah, it was like, yo, step back Casey Kavon just took it to church and had the crowd going crazy and all that and what about this I don't you know how when they do like the end of the show and they get all these singers together and sometimes it's bad and you be like everybody trying to out sing each other they trying to out blow each other and it just don't mesh together 
So I've always had a problem when you got all these singers together. How is this going to work? And Babyface got these singers right, and they did a great song, and they killed it. So Milestone, I care about you. Yeah. Now, here's the funny part. I remember it's 97, and that song's on the radio, and we all like, yo, Milestone, where's that, that name coming from or whatever? And then you see the movie. And then it's like, oh shit, that was that's a dope, that's a dope marketing piece that I I don't think I've ever seen that before. No, I didn't. From a soundtrack, there's a group that we just thought was a group, and then you see it in the movie, and it's all about miles and everything. Yeah, like that. That is an incredible bridge. That's and that's from the Soul Food soundtrack. Everybody out there who's watching, it was after seven and Casey and JoJo. They had a group milestone. If you've seen uh, Soul Food, as prayerfully you should. You you know what we're talking about. Amir, the Vernonville. You up there with a lot of heavyweights. CL, Hem, Kuba. You around a lot of heavyweight MCs, bro. What mm. what is one of your rap clinics, man? Um, the, to be honest, bro, the first one I would say was off of Illmatic when AZ verse on Life's a Bitch. Mm. 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 Uh, Excellent choice. And I'm not going to front. And that, and that was actually one of the first people, maybe in 2000, maybe like eight, nine years ago, took me on tour with him. So um, I would, I got to pay homage. But even before I even met him, that life's a bitch verse. Niggas know what that shit was really. That shit was crazy. Excellent choice. <laughs> but tell me this, man. So, but what category does that? When you heard that, what was it? Was that a oh shit moment? Was that a step my pen game up moment? Was that a like what what the fuck moment? No, I wasn't. Was I was. I was. I was a kid, so I. I was like, who it is? My shit was more like, who the fuck is this nigga? That was like, like <laughs> right. that's what I was at with. I wasn't okay. even rapping. I was. Like, I didn't even know what was. I was. I wasn't rapping at that point. I was just his his diction and his his commanding of the English language um, in such a rhythmic it was it was rhythmic and it was super syncopated but it wasn't forced it was like harmonious chaos right? harmonious chaos I hear that yeah right so you know visualizing the realism I'm like, and they just know the verse like yeah. the naturality fuck with the baddest of person like then 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 it was swinging they had a swing but it was like, it was like trying to check a left-handed basketball player, bro. And you know he about to cook you. Mm. That's what it felt like. And there's nothing you could do about it. And nothing you could do about it. At all. <laughs> Word. So when I heard that verse, that wasn't the verse that made me fall in love with hip-hop. But as far as a verse that was super stellar, bulletproof from top to bottom, and you did, and he had no credentials. It wasn't like, oh, he's famous. It was a nigga I ain't never heard of. Nobody, he didn't get no famous features on that album. And just to add on real quick, I don't know how true mm -hmm. this is, if he did it or not. But bro, that shit sound like that's one tape. Like that shit yep. just sound yeah. flawed. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Nah, well, I can say this. I can say this to you from having a relationship with him. When I was in the studio and he, he sat me down and I was at Eddie F's crib and he sat me down and he said, and I was a teenager, so he was like, yo. I said, yo, you gonna write your verse? This nigga looked at me. <laughs> this nigga looked at me, so don't worry about my verse, God. He said, I write on one stream of consciousness. I don't need to do that shit. You need to get your bar together. <laughs> so to answer your question, he told me, 
he rhymes on one stream of consciousness. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. <laughs> it sounds like some fly shit. Listen, it sounds like some fly street shit. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Look me, me dead in my face. Yo, God, don't worry about Yo. my shit. Get your verse together. I write on one stream of consciousness. <laughs> and then I asked him what he did. Now he was already he was already AZ at this point. So I said, yo, what the fuck? And you know, I'm, I'm like little bus, what the fuck you mean by that? He said, yo, when my pen hit the paper, I don't pick it up till the verse is finished. I said, man, come yeah, on with this, yeah, this superhero shit. He was trying to fuck with me though. I, yeah. I saw what was happening there. It was me, him, Eddie, and it was me, him, it was me, AZ, Eddie F, and DO was in that joint. And mind you, like they pulling you out of like the young boy out of and you in there, and I'm sitting there like I'm terrified because I'm like these is titans. But I end up doing one stream of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Yo, if you tweet that to that nigga, if you if somebody tweet that to that nigga, say man said you rhyme on one stream of consciousness, he gonna start dying laughing. I guarantee it. You remember that shit he told me? That shit was crazy. But here's the wild thing. Here's the wild thing about Life's a Bitch for me, and I know I'm the minority in this. I love the song now. When the song first came out, I didn't like it because I'm like, yo, these niggas rhyming over yearning for your love by the Gap Band. Now, of course, I love Daisy's verse. Don't get that twisted. Don't get that twisted. I just didn't love the song because I'm like, yo, what? how we doing this, y'all? How how we just rhyming over yearning for your love? You know, <laughs> now I love the song. Like, seriously, that ass. Like, for years, I don't know if I heard Nas's verse in 94 to Life's a Bitch. Like, that's how much I, I was not fucking with just rhyming over. Because here's the thing, y'all. That was Trackmaster shit. And niggas wasn't going for that shit. That's why now I don't want to get on all my Trackmasters. You know, but to add fuel to the fire, from my understanding, Life's a Bitch was a record. I think that I heard that AZ wrote for himself. Mm. Chorus and the verse, and then he, had, you know, him and Nas his homies, and then when he spit it, he's like, "Yo, I don't know how true it is, but this is what I heard." Right, right. And Trey, just for the record, this was not no Trackmasters hate for me. I feel like the hip hop community hates on the Trackmasters. You know what I mean? I wasn't even talking about the here we go with the Trackmasters. I was talking about here we go with the whole loop shit. And no, 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 not just the loop shit, not the loop. Because Trey, you was there, you know that's the truth, bro. If the track masters, if this had produced by the track masters, niggas hated it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. On that part, yes, because, because so, but it wasn't because it was the loose. It was how they they made them too clean and shiny. You know what I'm saying? And then at least with with with, with life's a bitch, they put the filter on the joint and it made it sound a little money. They didn't put all that extra, you know fucking triangles and all that other shit in there you know what I'm saying so I'm saying this, I was I, I was today years old when I found out that they did Life's a Bitch that's all I'm saying no 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 the track masters didn't do Life's a Bitch no, no they no, didn't no, no, no. Oh, did. okay but I'm just saying that from a new perspective right but at that time at that time in 1994 when 95 if you was rhyming over a loop I'll say this I love Sugar Hill I guarantee you if that shit said produced by the Trackmasters, niggas wouldn't have been fucking with Sugar Hill. That's how much hate the Trackmasters got. If Elliot even then, because they did, if they did get 
beef or people didn't like it. It was because it was too clean. It was they sheened it up. I don't agree, man. I just I think it's just because it wasn't it a buck. That, that was like the anti-shit. That was the anti-shit then. It's like, yo, Listen. think about Illmatic. The average nigga still to this day don't know what New York State of Mind sample is. Fucking halftime. Memory lane. All that shit was secret squirrel shit except Life's a Bitch. Everybody knew fucking the earth for your love. And and they knew, um, 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 it ain't hard to tell. That's human. I mean, true, true. Yeah, they, they, they did. That's they, true. Did. they did. But, but, uh, okay. Okay, I see your point. I see, yeah, I I see your point. But I do see what you mean because Large did make that shit hard. He had drums under it. It's it's because track masters, what they would do, they put the sheen on that shit, and niggas didn't like the sheen. I like the sheen. I'm gonna keep it a buck. That shit. I was. See, I thought I was about to say he's going to break out the brush. I said, you, you, I already knew what was coming. I fucked with the music. Listen, I, I'm, saying, I'm saying, I like Trackmaster too. I'm just saying that people had a, a, a qualm about it because if you go to the second album, that's when the problem had A lot yeah. of problems with the second album then. Mm-hmm. I think more people love it now. But back then, it sounded too shiny. And see, that's the part that's the part that I disagree with because when I heard when I got the advanced copy of it was written Sweet Dreams, I wasn't mad at it. Here's the crazy part about it, Trey. Here's the crazy part. I was in my mom's basement in Philly writing down who I thought did it. Watch them niggas. I was like, yo, Lars Professor may have done this. Shootouts? Oh, I knew Rizza. I was like, oh, this Rizza all over it. But I guarantee you, I know people to this day, hip hop heads who be like, yo, it was written was trash. Dead ass. I, I know. And I don't know why. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Every pair of sneakers I own that if it was written, said produced by Primo, Pete Rock, Q-Tip, Havoc, and fucking Dr. Dre, that shit's a five mic classic. Dead ass. I'm a kid. That's how much the track masters, the track masters name on your album was almost like fucking the neighborhood hub. Like, damn, so you so my God, man, nigga, like yo, you've done to us. Like that's how bad. But, but 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 yo, that's to you, me and my niggas was in. The, we fuck with that shit. No, no, no. But here's the crazy part, bro. But here's the crazy part to me. Not, to me, there was nothing on. It was written that was really on some um on some clubby type shit. If I rule the world, I mean, if I rule the world, that was a lot of nigga rap. Like that wasn't no like to me when you're saying like that jiggy shit. That's more like that bad boy shit. But it was written to me was the message. Um, uh, what's the joint about the gun? I gave you power. Watch them niggas. Nas is coming. But I'm gonna keep it a buck. Did it was written sell more than Illmatic? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So take it back to the. I'm not fucking with y'all tonight. I'm not fucking with this nigga tonight. We gotta remember why it sold. It sold because that first single with Lauren, who was the biggest person on the planet. Right, right. And that was MTV. And at that time, Lauren Hill was like getting Charday on the out. Like, it was gold. But kill. You, y'all keeping it too real in here tonight, man. Big real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, I got my... Yo, listen, y'all keeping it too real, man. Listen, if when that shit went shiny, guess what it did, bro? 
it raised the stock. It's like having crypto. That shit made all of the coins in hip hop go up. Now that's true. It, it, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but, 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 but that's that's true. Let's, let's that's take it back. No, but the thing, but all I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying to this day is that I think the hip hop backpackers hate that album because it says produced by the Trackmasters. That that's just all I'm saying. I, I, I think it's generational too, bro. I think it's generational, man. I'm an 86 baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, right. I grew up on that type of rap. When I was getting into rap, Bad Boy was running shit. Biggie was already the Alfred Hitchcock of rap. He was already suited up, glossy, right. rapping about Versace. So I'm 36. That's my era. You know what I'm saying? Right. I didn't, and that's I didn't a great point. God, that's I a great point. What was we but but the thing is, I'm talking about like niggas who are 40. I'm talking about niggas who are 48 and 49 yeah, yeah, and 50. Those were the people who hated that out. Rakim, BDP, Cool G yeah. Rap, Big right. Y'all right. coming off the purity of the shit. And to piggyback off of what you're saying, God, that's why I'm talking about it ain't necessarily that it's track masters, but they associate track masters with cleaner production. Because when track masters and the hitmen and all of them started to flourish, the production, the sound sonically became clean. clean. Now, not that it wasn't the loop. Yeah, it wasn't, it was, right. it was just a cleaner sounding. You stopped using the filters. You stopped using all that shit. You started losing live percussion and the shit started sounding crystal right. clear. And that right. was the problem. And see again, and here's the thing, Trey. Again, I'm with you to a certain point, but I and again, this is always just about the people we're around. I always tell folk that, like, you know, I could be like, yo, everybody in Philly love that shit. I'm from uptown. I don't know what the fuck North Philly niggas love. You know what I mean? All I know is the people I'm around. The people I was around at Morgan. If we could listen to your album and name the loop, we ain't like that shit. Now maybe we were the super duper, you know, snobs, the producers who were snobbish, but. The average person on this panel right now can't name me every song off Midnight Marauders. That was almost how we would rank albums. Can, do we know? Do we know the loop? Do we know what Master IC is? Do we yeah, know what that is? Yeah, do we that know was definitely That was just yeah. my circle of people who were just super bougie, and it would be like, oh, all they did was loop loop up such. And again, that could be because we're producers. That could be because of that. You know what I mean? The same way an MC. I know a lot of MCs who didn't fuck with Mace like that. You know what I mean? I Not Mace. murder Mace, but Mace. Because they was like, his, his rhymes are too cat in the haddish for me. You know what I mean? Whereas other niggas are like, I know people who swear by Mace. Like MCs yo, who- Yo, you're bugging, you bugging, yo, you bugging out, man. No, I'm not saying me. I'm saying, again, I'm just, a man, keep it a buck. There are people who don't fuck with <laughs> That are my age. <laughs> Yeah. They don't fuck with who? Yo, let me tell you something. Remember that Mace? Mace, dollar for Mace where Mace was on them clue tapes, he had them niggas under but, pressure. But again, not murder Mace. I said that. Not murder Mace. Not mixed yeah, Mace. Talking about, talking about feel talking so about, good, talking about hormone, Feel man. good Mace. Mm -hmm. you talking about mm -hmm. Listen, that I'm going to say something, Kel. Without that happening, we wouldn't have this podcast because it wouldn't be as big. Trey Lee would have never gave us his party. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm just showing you that how maybe as an MC, I'm sure y'all as MCs have heard an MC who's cat in a hat to y'all and it's like, why is niggas feeling this? Because my bars are so much dope. 
as a group I of producers. totally understand. You know, I feel like in that yeah, sense. So that's why I'm just like, saying, as a producer who's taking the time to go dig in, and I'm going through 50 million different crates and chopping up samples and chopping up drums, that when I just hear somebody, you do fucking life's a bitch, I'm like, yo. And again, like Trey said, to that, to that point, I was running with producers. Trust me, if y'all motherfuckers think Primo and P and Large Pro and Juju and all them niggas was list, like listening to loops, trust me, they was talking shit too. But, but, trust but again, me, they were. But again, to counter that, like I said, on that same album, he used Human Nature, which is a more popular record, more, right? way more popular record, and cats that produce love the joint. Mm. And you knew exactly where it came from. You knew exactly who the artist. Yeah. So it, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It, it boils down really to your your, your palate. It boils down to your circle, and then and, and then it boils down to the actual loop that you use it. If you catch a hot one that everybody loves, and and it's just a loop and just undeniable, then it's just gonna be what it is. It's just but Trey, beat this Trey. But beat this. The average listener. This is who we're talking about because, like Amir said, Apartment Five B wouldn't be here. Trey wouldn't have done his party time. It wasn't because of boom bap niggas wearing backpacks. It was for the average listener who's watching MTV. The average listener right. ear isn't tuned in to is that super duper clean? Was that recorded at hit at hit nah, at bad boy right, studio right. or D and D? All they all, all they do hold, hold tight. All they're doing is listening to the radio. That's all they're doing. So when Nas came out with "If I Rule the World." Rapping over friends, not is that right here? Yeah, friends by Houdini. Then you get Lauren Hill, who's the biggest fucking star on the planet Earth, hip hop and R and B, singing "If I Rule the World." That's just perfect magic. That was perfect magic. But again, most boom bap niggas did not like that song because it was like, how this nigga coming off of Illmatic? That's all I hear about people who don't like it was written was, how do you come off of Illmatic and then hit us with this? It's like my. I'll give you another great example. I, when I heard that, can I get a what what with Jay Z and Ja Rule coming off of, of of Jay's second album? I'm expecting like, yo, who you with? Streets is watching. Where I'm from? And I come home and I pop that in at the radio station. I hear that. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, that's not what we was expecting from Nas coming off the of That's all I'm saying. We were not expecting that. I don't know one human being who could say, oh yeah, I heard if I ruled the world. And I said, oh, I knew that's where Nas was going. No, nobody was. Niggas like money, for one, and a lot of that was record company shit. You know, you had to have a radio record, mm. and I, I feel like you know, those records were still culture. You know what I mean? Like niggas that sell a soul on them records, and they made them work, and they were good records. But I understand, like, I'm not the kind of fan I want more of the same. I want niggas to try shit and do different shit because it's art. Like, I don't want to, I don't want them to give me the same album five fucking times. You have a set uh, of heads that they want the same shit. Give me the same shit. Give me time to talk three, 20 fucking times. I want the same shit. That's not me. I don't go, I want, I want Jeez. sequels and different Jeez. shit. Bro. Now, hold on. Now, pause on that. Because here's the thing. And we could do another show because there's a whole nother panel. Because we talked about, as fans, we be like, yo, we want the MCs to grow. But then when they try some new shit, the fans will be the main ones talking about, fuck that shit, it's whack. I know it's discretionary, but it's still got to be cool. You can try the new shit. Thank you, Trey. And expect motherfuckers that said they wanted some new shit to love it. It's still got to be hot. 
Right, but here's yeah, the thing. Like when niggas be like, yo, I want push the rap about more shit. I don't. No, I don't. I don't want push I the don't. rap about how he takes his no. daughter to school. I don't want to know about how he lives in the now. I have no an exception. Because right. Well, not much. I mean, I don't want to hear about Conway taking his son to school. I want to hear about the doo doo doos. But see, there's no rhyme. Well, Conway's a different because there's no rhyme or reason for him. I know what Push is, and he does it probably better than anybody else I've ever heard in my life. So that he's the exception to please give me more of that. And I don't even like that the, the content that he's talking about. I don't personally like that shit. I would inspire. But I would that motherfucker because he's the best at it. Here's the crazy thing. How about this? Keeping it above. First question. Easy. Yes or no. When you heard Q-Tip was going solo and you heard Vibrant thing, is that what anybody was expecting? Yes or I no? Did. Yeah. I did. I expecting Vibrant thing? Yes. I'm going to tell you. Wow. I'm gonna tell you why. If you if you if you was in New York, if you live here, that's what I'm saying. Where, yeah, if you saw where the, the, like that subculture, that Soho crowd was doing anyway. Yeah, he he wasn't he was catering to what was coming, not what was there. Plus, and it worked plus, for him. Plus, I, well, so I think that that that's the question mark. Did it work for him? Because I don't know too many people who fucking like Amplify. I never me, I've never heard listen. any human being. Cap for amplified a day in my life. But I've never seen it on it a I've never seen it on a timeline. Not about the money. I've never seen it on the timeline. I've never seen anybody talk about breathing stop. I've never sir, heard nobody say, "Hey DJ, play vibrant thing." I've heard people say, what? "Play fucking tribe shit," but I haven't heard nobody cap for amplified. It was when, you say, when you say expect, I, all I expect is a certain level of skill from the MC, right? I don't know what they're about to present. I just expect right. them to be a certain level of dope, right? right. And you think you everything was tipped? I mean, I like I liked it for what it was. I like 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 he said, it was you you saw that he was going somewhere else and trying something. I don't think he failed us. Like it wasn't whack, and I liked it, it for what it was. I expected it coming off a try, but it was a perfect surprise. Like the perfect example. The fucking love below. We all thought Andre 3000 was about to rap for us. He didn't, but I wasn't mad. I was. I like what I got. I was still good with it. You understand what I'm saying? No, I, no, I, no, no, no. I do, I do, I do, I do. Yeah, I think it's just a powerable thing. When I heard when Vibrant Thing came to the radio station, me, my whole crew that did the station, we hit, we put that shit on, and we was like, yo, this shit whack. We ain't playing that shit. And kept it moving because because my radio station was stretching by Vita. Would, do y'all think Stretch and Bobbito or Future Flavors would have been playing Vibrant Thing? No. Who who was supporting Tribe Called Quest all those years? Stretch and Bobbito, the underground well, shows. But didn't yeah. the love movement have like Find My Way and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, but Find My Way and Vibrant Thing to me are two different things. But don't you think that was where it was going next? It was in a goddamn fur coat with his fucking shirt off. No, it ain't the same you thing. You talking about that? You know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. Real. I, I think what, and you're not surface kill at all. You're, you're, you're way underneath, right? You, you know, you live and breathe this shit. But I think what the surface listener didn't pick up on with him with tip in particular even when they first started tip was a he he even with his swings his pockets he's a music dude this i knew that from the time he he was not backpacked see that's the thing that people got fooled by 
He was never backpacking. That nigga was in the clubs. That nigga was swinging. That nigga, he dances. He does all that shit. But you that didn't come across in the music. Right, right. But what I'm saying is, it didn't come out initially, but I can, you can, if, if you paid attention, especially from an, and I could only talk from an MC perspective. I know when a nigga gets on the mic and how he swings inside pockets and shit like that, whether the nigga could dance or not. Like I, I pick up on that kind of shit. On m melodies, on cadences, harmonies, voice texture, like what you're able to do and what you're not able to do. So in this particular case, when he came out with vibrant thing, I was like, oh, this shit, this is really what he really, this nigga was disco. This nigga was disco. This nigga was, you know what I mean? He was down in the in the in the in the low end. You know what I'm saying? Like he was that shit before before this tribe shit. You know what I'm saying? This nigga was in, in the Latin quarter. No, 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 I get it, I get it, but I'm just saying that. And again, it's just, again, all I can speak about is me and my crew, nobody that I knew was feeling They seized the moment, they seized the moment with the Jungle Brothers and all that other shit and, and jumped into that mix. But before he got into that native tongue, he was always swinging. Right, and that's cool, but it never came across in the music. Right. Hey, bro, the mid to late '90s had niggas out here traumatized, bro. Like, yo, I'm dead. Yo, niggas was like, yo, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yo, when Breathing Stop came out, I remember people being like, and not just the source. I remember people writing in the industry like, yo, this nigga got light skinned naked chicks in the video now. Like, fuck is up with Tim? Not surprised. Okay, all right, all right. I don't mean to belabor us. I don't mean to belabor us. I don't even know where the fuck we left off. I think we left off with life's a bitch with a man. Um, Trey, Rao, y'all don't even know if you even know what the fuck you just walked in on. Rao, this is what happens when you get five MCs up here at the same time. Rao, I mean, Rec Trey, who is, what's one of your clinics? What's one of your clinics, man? All right, so I'm going to take it back, man. Before we had 48 minutes and got one click. <laughs> I'm going to take it back to when I was a young and I was a senior in high school and I went to the Spectrum and I believe the lineup was um, LL, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince and Eric B and Rockin'. And this was after Payton Ford dropped. This was, this was nearing the summer. I was about to graduate from high school and this guy gets up there. And he does a song that nobody's heard before. 17,000 motherfuckers. And this nigga says, I'm rated all. This is a warning. You better void. Poets and paranoid. DJs destroyed. As I came back to attack others in spite. Strike like lightning. It's quite frightening. But don't be afraid in the dark in a park. Not a scream, not a, or a cry, or a bark, more like a spark. The motherfuckers are just sitting there. And I never been to a spot where it was 17,000 niggas that didn't know the record, didn't boo, didn't do nothing. He just had niggas in the train. What the fuck is happening? And I'm talking about Lyrics of Fury. Lyrics of Fury, again, I've never, and to this day, no MC has never ever captivated a moment like that with that many motherfuckers from a record that they've never heard. They couldn't sing along with, it didn't have a, I mean, it didn't have a hook, you know what I'm saying? And everybody was sitting there and looking at each other like, what the fuck is happening? Hmm. Well, I had to so, say to myself, I have got to do better. Hmm. I'm 17 now, I gotta do better. This shit right here, 
Come on, man. Lyrics of Fury, man. I can go on. Like, this, the, the whole thing. Just look Guys, it up. It's a clinic. It's a clinic. It's a clinic. Please Google the shit. Please, man. It's a yeah, life and death, just like an extra sketch, shake till clear, make it disappear, make it. Come on, man, this nigga, man, forget it. Yeah. Yo, did he do it acapella, or he did it with the? No, oh, he the, did it with the, with the record. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. Nobody ever heard this shit. Nigga, first when it first came on, was like, yo, what is he doing? And then he kept rhyming. And at the end of this shit, I'm looking next to the nigga. I ain't even know the nigga next to me. I'm like, yo, what the fuck was that? And he's like, I don't know. And we all, everybody's eyes just like this. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Lyrics of Fury is definitely a clinic. Definitely a clinic. Well, what you got up, good brother, for your first rap clinic? Um, I got a Prodigy, um, Quiet Storm, the original, not oh, the John, with, not the John with Kim. Somebody said it already. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what started this whole shit. Was the argument that I was beefing with niggas on Twitter about Kim having the better version? But going to why you think, Pete? Going to going to your piece with that? I think. Um, these verses like just encapsulate him like that was like the the best like if you had to describe prodigy to somebody like they would listen to that you know what i'm saying like you know even how you know we always talk about how he started off the first verse you know what i'm saying i put my lifetime in between the papers lines but i think that second verse is 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 crazy, crazy you know what i'm saying like what he said i spent so many nights sniffing coke getting right wasting my life now trying to make things right, you know what I'm saying? He just thought yeah. like that. That is that version is so much better than Lil Kim version to me. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like he put on a clinic over that beat, bro. Like I, when I, I said that, that's where that's where this show came from because that's what I said. I said he put on a clinic. Yeah. Like how can y'all niggas talk about this? I said Lil Kim is more known for that dumbass dance she do now than the damn than her verse. Yeah, he. I actually was. I, I I understand why they did it, but I mean, you know, for the radio, that's for yeah, the radio. For the radio. But that original version, I mean, I heard it unmixed without some of the stuff added to it on a on a mixtape. And I, those verses, man, he just went he just went crazy. Like I feel like. I feel like that shit is almost perfect, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nah, like, that, nah, it ain't almost. That shit is perfect. Yeah, that shit yeah, he just, is a masterpiece. That shit is some shit I wish you could hang up in your crib somewhere, like a painting or something. Like, it's yeah. it's like that. You know what I mean? Um, I, uh, the next joint I got up, I'm in my man's school's basement. It's like 80, 89. We listen to G-Raps, Road to the Riches. We listen to that album. And then... um. You know, Road to the Riches, it's a demo. Third song comes on. And I'm just like, yo, when the fuck is this nigga gonna stop rapping? Men at work. Yep. This nigga did, the first verse is 68 bars. This is 1989, nigga. Niggas was not doing no 68 bar verses. Like, we literally in the basement, like, oh, is this nigga ever gonna stop rapping? Like, we're at 89, I'm 15. I'm like, yo, is this nigga really ever gonna... I've never heard somebody just go off of this long. You know what I have, and I'll get to that person later. But I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. First verse, 68 bars. Second verse, 28 bars. Third verse, 20 bars. Now, for people watching who may not rhyme, the average verse is 16 bars. That's why you'll hear people say, give me a hot 16 or give me a 16. You always hear people talk about 16s because that's the average verse. You know what I mean? It's 16 bars. G-Rap did 68. 
1989. Like, that's amazing. It wasn't finished. That could have been the whole song right there, but then came back for a second and a third verse. So if y'all have never heard Men at Work, please, please, please put on Men at Work. I guarantee you, man, it is a rap clinic. They used to say this in wrestling. He's a technician. That's like that. That's like a G rap was a technician on that song. Like, it, and it's flawless too, man. It's flawless. And then it's like Trey. How? What would you say the BPM for Men at Work is? Maybe like 112, 115, something. It's yeah, it's definitely a hundred plus. I mean, that's one of mine. So you might skip me because yeah, I'm I'm on the heels of that. That's that's the second lyrics of fury and that shit is like. Those are the fucking, those are the shits that's like, what the fuck I need to do better? You know what where, I mean? Do you remember where you was at when you heard me at work? Yeah, I was a fucking freshman in college. I was at Howard. I was in the dorms and my man put that shit on. Deadly rhymes, here's the solution. Smoke so bad, I'ma cause a pollution. Come on, man. Chop it to an improper fraction. Ill insanity, kill like Amity, Bill horror. As I wipe out humanity, nigga. As I wipe out humanity? Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. How you gonna wipe out humanity, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> what? Nigga, you hear that kind of shit, you like, man. Yeah, hold on. Fuck. First of all, if a nigga say he gonna wipe out humanity, man, he ain't friends with that nigga, B. <laughs> that nigga I mean, said, I'm not gonna wipe out your crew. I'm not gonna wipe you out. Motherfucker, I'm gonna wipe out humanity, nigga. Yeah, he, that nigga yeah. Has some mental health. he had mental health issues. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I do the I do the brush was coming out. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Yeah, bro. I mean and again for people watching, yo, in 1989, you gotta understand, we still we still getting used to Kane and, and Rakim and we we not at no place of 68 bars like that, man. Like I, I honestly thought like this nigga was never gonna end. If you used to just getting 16 bars and you get 68. It, I, we were really sitting there like, God damn, is this nigga ever going to stop rapping? We don't want him to. We don't want him to, but it's just like... And every bar, how they say now, every bar, nigga, every bar. Yeah. Every bar. Kids, every bar. Yeah, you, he just named 96 bars. Every bar. Yeah. Not Crazy. one skip of a bar. Man. Crazy. God, what you got up next, good brother? Alright, for the second one, I got Rizzo verse off Duck Season. That nigga went somewhere else off that shit. Uh, Wu-Tang Forever. That nigga said Steve Rifkin must have been sniffing to catch something so dope and left Monica Lynch pussy drip. <laughs> and that nigga Rizzo was on some shit, bro. I don't know if he was smoking one of them sticks, that, that shit they were smoking in motherfucking in, in Park Hill or whatever. Them dirty ass blunts, but that nigga was smoking some shit. Like he was on some shit. Like the way he kicked the shit off with the little jabs at fifty for the how to rob shit. You want a pound crap? Nah, let his hand swing all up, punch a hole in his palm with these pointy ass rings. Like, and he had that, he had that, 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 that speech impediment or whatever the fuck he got. So it's like a draw. I don't know if it's a speech impediment, but that draw Rizzo got, and it's like it just made the the the, the verse sound like even doper you know what i'm saying like i feel like rizzo verse was so dope he made ray can't come back with a second verse because that shit is him meth and ray i believe ray kick it off and he come back with a verse at the fucking end like rizzo and you know meth is one of the 
top, you know what I'm saying, spitters from the clan. Top you know what I'm saying? But I feel like every one of them niggas had their time. It's like the best nigga out of war. And Rizzo, he just shined on that on that joint. Duck season, like Rizzo went crazy on that shit. That's like anytime I play Duck Season, like I gotta before I, before I get the to to, to Mavverse, I, I gotta I gotta run Rizzo shit back. Like he was he was on, he was on some other shit. I love that you named Rizzo because I feel like a lot of people overlook him as an MC. Like I've actually seen people call Rizzo whack, and I'm like, yo, god damn, like, like I ain't saying he the best producer on the mic, but I ain't never on the, on those classic Wu joints. I ain't never feel like, yo, why he rap? Like, why, why was he part right. of that? You know what I mean? I right. feel like somehow cats have, have have labeled him as like, you know what I mean, this whack ass rapper. And I'm like, nah, that nigga got some some shit. You know what I mean? So oh, it's definitely definitely dope that you um. You named them there. Burn, what you got for another joint, good brother? You muted, brother. Uh, all right, I'm going to go in a different direction. In 94, it was this documentary that dropped called Banging in Little Rock. I don't know how many of y'all ever saw that shit. Came out in like 1994. So happened, one of the best storytelling raps came out in 1991. And I picked this because it was prophetic and it was a dope ass story. And it was uh, my summer vacation from Ice Cube. And if you're gonna tell a goddamn story that fucking comes true three years later, it, I don't even know how he did it. But it was the story about how LA gangbangers was going out of town and setting up shops, selling cracking blues, fucking small down south towns. And, this shit started, it, it's the world we live in today. And, and and the story was just very, very, very cohesive. And I and I was a clinic on storytelling if I ever had one. So that's my number two. That's dope, that's dope. And I'm glad you touched on the storytelling piece because I got one coming around like that too. That's very dope, very dope. Um, Amir, what you got up next, good brother? Um, it was a toss up. Let me keep it a buck though. Cause I thought this nigga was an L nigga. I was gonna go a whole 22 twos, but it's really gonna go to Keith Murray, most beautifulest thing in the world. That nigga mm -hmm. was black and brown. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And it was commercial, and it was in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I feel you, bro. The first time I heard that, I think we all. Again, just being for the niggas at Morgan and the niggas I was running with, it was like, yo, it was one of those what the fuck moments. That you know what I mean? Still on the Lexus with a Tim's on, B. Yeah. Been in my book forever. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Murray was a problem. But it's funny. And that was between the sheets. That was between right. the sheets. Right, right. With the, the sample? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yep. Yep. All right, Trey, you may have a point there, good brother. You know I ain't never got you know I ain't never got a problem saying I'm wrong. You know what I mean? You got a point. You got a point. With the filter. You got the point. You got the point. And I think it's too, like you said, it's the MC. Cause some shit just can't be denied. You know, and, and them rhymes on the most beautiful thing, you know what I mean, just can't be denied to the chorus. You know what I mean? You have he that nigga made beautiful list a word. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this nigga made a fucked up word a real word. So it's like, yo, you know, you, you can't deny it. that nigga could have been rapping over anything. You know what I mean? Um, but it's funny a man that you was gonna say twenty two twos because I asked Trey that about the Rod do um lyrics of Fury acapella, cause I was down here at Howard 
had um, a, a rap sheet conference I was working in, I think, 96. And, and Jay came down, this before Reasonable Doubt. Like, nobody really knew who Jay was. He did 22-2's acapella, and niggas was like, yo, like, oh, shit. Like, this nigga's nice. You know what I mean? So it's funny you said 22-2's, because... It, that that when Trey said everybody was sitting there like oh shit it reminded me of that moment at Howard when Jay did 22-2's acapella so it's funny you said that and then that tied back into to lyrics of Fury joint JR take us to church again bro give, give us an R&B joint where somebody lost their mind uh, uh, Trey gonna agree with this one uh, Kenny Green with River in the Sky Woo. like that he went off. I know the moment he takes the church on this song because I know it so much. Two minutes and forty seconds from that, that nigga said two minutes and forty to seconds. Twenty-two. It's a rap, yo. Like Kenny goes off, and it's like he goes to church, yo. Like you, like damn, like whoo. And, and it's like his. He put his own backgrounds in it and doing all that, and it's just like. When you listen to that, you be like, yo, if you don't sing, don't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't sing, don't. Just stop. No, like, don't. Like, all that he doing and he riffing and doing all that, like, and, and you can tell it's not forced, like, some of these people today. But, like, this here, he ate this record, yo. I don't even think about Stevie's no more. I'm sorry. I just. But, that, but that's it right there, bro. And that's what I was about to say. I always tell people, don't touch a classic if you can't do it justice. Right. And Kenny just didn't do it justice. He took that shit from Stevie. That nigga fucking, just to get a rep Stevie, stick up kids out the tax. That nigga took Stevie's shit and made it his own. First and only time. First and only time. That's why Stevie had to be in the video. Stevie was like, who this nigga like owning my song like this? Like. I gotta be in. I gotta be in this video. I gotta know who this nigga is. Like he just bro. took this song away from me, and I'm like, I don't think Stevie ever Yo, did live bro. ever again. Not that only did nigga, he, took song, he took a classic. It wasn't just yeah. a song. He took right. a this, this, this wasn't have a talk with God. This wasn't. You right. know what I mean? Right. Besides, some side shit. You took ribbon in the sky. And no matter what you want to say, Philly, we say extorted. What they say out, out Westburn, Mark, you got Jack, Mark ass yeah. bus, whatever. That it, nigga yeah. got robbed in every fucking category of the <laughs> dialect you want to say. That nigga Absolutely. got extorted. You know what I mean? Yeah. So great pull. Again, JR, great pull. Trey, what you got for your next joint? I already, I already piggybacked off. Of you. Oh, man, that worked. All right, bro, what you got for your next joint? Um, So, like, with Rock Him, like, you can, like, say this for a couple of songs but my personal favorite was know the ledge um mm. i just you know <clears throat> i was saying on a, on a previous show how like when i was a kid i like to try to memorize verses that particular song you want to talk about somebody struggling because he was spitting like at rapid pace you know what i'm saying four verses not three four you know what i mean and it fit with the movie because it was on the movie it was on the juice soundtrack right it fit perfectly like and he just like the imagery like even without watching the video you can kind of just see what he's talking about you know what i'm saying and it was it was one of them things i'm like yo is he going like slow down stop no he's just going going like we can't get you know what i'm saying like now you you might get three verses out somebody 
this dude gave us a strong four. And yes. I, I just felt like I felt like that song like was probably one of the best soundtrack songs ever to me because it just fits so perfect. That and Straight Up Menace, they both of those they just fit the movie right. soundtrack so mm-hmm. perfect. You know what I'm saying? So I had probably like five other songs I could have did for Rock M. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, you know I mean say. like he yeah, but I'm gonna go with that one. I'm gonna go with um know the ledge. And the funny thing about that, bro, is you said four verses and nobody was tied up. Nope. Nobody was like, oh, when, when, come on, when's this shit over? Like, to be honest with you, I didn't even realize off the top it was four verses. You know what I mean? Because it just, it feel like three. Nothing better than sitting through a four-hour movie and it feel like it was only an hour and a half. Like, nigga, you done did something. You can make a nigga sit through a four-hour movie and they ain't tired, moving around in their seat, getting uncomfortable. Like, so, yeah. Ride, ride with that, ride with that. Um, I'm gonna stick with the ride train too and go with my melody, man. Um, you can, you the, can. I mean, ride, you can go all night. We could do this the whole time. The first time I heard my melody, man, I'm in Brooklyn in my aunt's crib, and it's just like you come on the radio, and it's just like it's slow. The flow is there; it's giving you a chance to hear everything, and it's just so many. There's certain lines that just still speak to me. Of course, that I take seven MCs and put them in a line. Like to me, that could be one of the top ten bars ever. Like just that alone. Just because at that time, this is probably '86. You know, when the 12 inches. That's why I teach people: just because the album dropped in '88, don't mean that we weren't hearing songs in 12 inches before the album dropped. So people think, okay, Pay the Full dropped in '88. Nigga, how you hear my melody in 86? Nigga, like, that's how shit was. The 12-inch could live for a, a six months to eight months, to sometimes to a year. You know what I mean? Especially if your 12-inch is my melody back with Eric B as president. That shit could last for two years back then. You my, know what I mean? My favorite Eric B and Rock them song ever. That's, that's, my, that's one of my top five songs ever, period. But, right. But I mean, not just to, to take seven MCs, put them in a line, grab seven more brothers, think that Karam is... Take seven more before I go for mine. Now it's 21 MCs of eight up at the same time. Like, and again, like at that time, and that's why I keep trying to give you the, the time frame of 86. Like, somebody doing that was just like, oh shit, this nigga just added up these MCs and said that's 21 MCs eight up at the same time. Like, I get it. If you were young boy, it's like, nigga, so what? That ain't nothing. Go back and listen to what else was being rapped in '86, and then and, you'll understand. And, and the way he bounced it, it was the bounce right. too. Like now that's twenty-one of CZ to bat the same the same time. time. Like, he doesn't, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, saying. you know. Um, Trey, talk, talk. I'm, a, I'm a finish, but I'm gonna come back to you for something with that. And then he, I don't know why this. I always used to say, there's any MC that disagree with me could wave your arm. Like just. It's just a small little line, but I remember being a shorty, 86, I'm 12 years old, nigga, man, just wave your arm. Niggas like, fuck you talking about, fuck you talking about, nigga, just wave your arm, man, just, you know what I mean, like, and then the last one was, um, pull out your money, pull out your cup, pull out the chair, and I'ma tear this shit up, my name is Rockin' My Line, yo, I mean, it just, yo, it was... Kill, you gotta finish, my name is Rockin' My Line, oh, the A stands for raw, switch it around. It, it still, still comes, comes out. out. So easily do I E No, just listen. Listen, I want y'all to gather what I just said. My name is Rockham Allah. The R the A stands for Rock. 
switch it around, meaning the R and the A, go to the A and the R, it still comes out R. Nigga, this is 86. Yo, and here's the crazy thing, bro. I'll send this to y'all, but I got it saved on my phone somewhere. Somewhere I found this clip of Rakim spitting this rhyme when he was 14. I'm going to find the clip and send it to y'all. And it's got a different beat, but he's kicking the rhymes to my melody. So when he was 14 years old. So when cats be like, oh, kill, come on, give these young boy rappers a chance. I'm like, nigga, my young boy rappers was fucking special land. What did you talking about? Give them a chance. My young boy rappers was Nas. Nigga, what did you, we, he 17, nigga. So was Nas at live at the barbecue. Like, we, we can't, I can't, I, I can't do the special land class. I can't do that. I can't dumb down. My level of what I like. was sixteen, man. Bro, I, like I can't do that. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't grade on a um on a on a curve. I can't do that because still in high school. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Just, what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> Give him a what the fuck? Yeah. That baseline I throw illegal at these niggas. I throw illegal. A baseline, yeah. illegal. Don't tell me shit. I could have named anybody. I get for illegal. Them <laughs> niggas was kids. They didn't even have parents. Them niggas just made them rap together. Yeah, Malik. That's right. Yeah. Oh, they said they was orphans. This niggas. <laughs> they were. They were. Oh, I didn't even know that shit. Yeah, yeah, Malik, yeah my, my cousin don't rock. He, he wasn't rocking with his fans like that. Oh, I didn't even know that shit. Mm-mm. Oh, them niggas okay. put them together and it worked. And them niggas was like 14, 15, some shit like that. Yeah. I always tell niggas fucking, um, I Gets Busy. I still love I Gets Busy to this day. I still yeah. love it. Yo, I still hard, love it. Because they, they was talking shit about everybody. The youngsters, ABC, all y'all niggas. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it because Malik was like a baby Snoop and Jamal was like a baby red man. It was like almost how and in no way comparing this because it's totally different, but kind of how niggas looked at Chi Ali like Dre's little brother. Like it was on it's like we we had that if people really pay attention, we had that because I remember when Shaheen came up, he looked like a little baby meth. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, like yeah. so many of these younger boy rappers kind of looked like the people that they came up with. You know what I mean? So I'm in no way saying Chi Ali with AJ number number was not like, you know, I get busy, but. Let me say this real quick, real quick on the kid rapper shit. I don't know what happened to this dude or whatever, but that, if the kid A plus put out a bona fide, like, put this rap, Latch Key Kid album, bona fide fucking classic. Latch Key Kid, get out my head, bro. I was just nothing about no kid rapper. If you ain't heard the Latch Key, classic. I have to say him. That was my label mate. I can't need A plus, uh, cannabis, um, uh, McGruff. Like we all got signed to Universal at the same time, around the same time. And and, and when you start talking about these, kid, give him a chance. This nigga was thirteen, man. Yeah. Spitting fire, fire, yeah, spitting next to AZ and Prodigy. Whoa, word. Yeah, hey, yeah. Come on, man. That little mama was singing her ass off. Yeah, yeah. I still, <laughs> I still, I still, I still listen to that. 
I still listen to A plus CD. No, yeah, that, that, shit was fire. that shit was fire. Don't tell me shit. Said that kill, cause that's right. Don't give me no age, cause that's bullshit. <laughs> no, 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 I feel you. I feel you. But that, that's what niggas be like, yo, like yo, give him a chance to mature. Nah, nigga, you. Yo, here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. I had Michael Jackson. We said to start out. Michael Jackson, nigga, was what six? Here's my thing. Wow. Here's wow. my thing. If you step on the court to play ball, I don't care what age you are. That's the core right of the You stepped on the court. You want to play? Then let's play. If you don't, if you're not ready to play, then go play down there. But if you step on this court, you gotta be ready to play. So that's my thing. God, who you got up next, good brother? Uh, next up, I got Big Punch, Rain Shatterer. Like that nigga. Is. Yikes. Like that. Hey yo, I shatter dreams like Jordan assault and batter your team. Your squadron don't be ball from rabbit like Adam and Eve from the coffin. Carving my initials on your forehead every night before bed. You see the BP shine on your forehead. First that I curse that the first whack nigga with the first rap. The scene work jack hit him with a thousand pounds of pressure per slap. Make his whole body jerk back. Watch the earth crack, hand him his curse back. Like this nigga was going crazy, bro. Like big fan when I first got on pun. That nigga showed me what the fuck you can do. That's one of them shits where I was like, nah, I don't think I'm gonna ever be better than this, bro. You know what I'm saying? That was one of them moments. That was one of them moments. Like that nigga poem show cause like I, I I'm from I'm from the crib, I'm from Chicago. So I started off listening to niggas like Do or Die, Twister, Crucial Conflict, shit like that. The hometown heroes, the brat, you know what I'm saying, all that. New York niggas taught me how to rap. I've said this, you know what I'm saying, many times before. Chicago niggas taught me how to rap, but we had our own style and it didn't really go too far outside of Chicago. It's some Midwest shit for the most part. New York niggas taught me how to slow my shit down, get off the double time, and put my words together. But pun? This nigga pun? Bro, like, pun was my G rap. And through pun and through Nas, I ended up you know, learning about G-Rap and going back and realizing G-Rap influenced me without me even knowing who G-Rap was for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? It's a story out there that Pun actually knelt and kissed G-Rap's hand when he first met him. That's how important G-Rap was to Pun. And now that I know who G-Rap is, he definitely got his flow from G-Rap. Pun was G-Rap on steroids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So with that continuous multi-syllabic flow that was damn near almost a double time, but not quite. You know, so when I first heard and it's funny because when I first heard Pun, I'm like, bro, this fat ass Hispanic nigga, like, get the fuck out of there. I don't want to hear that shit. It was the original I'm Not a Player with the OJs on that right, shit. Right, 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 and right. And even though he was spitting on that, when I go back and listen to it, like, he was spitting. But me, that was 98. So me, my 12 year old mind, it's like, I ain't trying to hear that shit, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, for whatever reason, my mind couldn't grasp it. I wasn't trying to hear it. But as I went, when I heard uh, Twins, Deep Cover 98, I'm like, oh, that, that's this nigga? Nah, I, I, I really gotta go back. I did myself a disservice. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, dream shatterer, bro. Like, like this nigga, when you awaken, your manhood to be taken. Faking like you Satan when I'm the rhyming abomination. Like, the, the nigga wordplay was just otherworldly. You know what I'm saying? He took what G-Rap perfected and just like injected that shit with some type of fucking alien, you know what I'm saying, DNA or some shit, bro. Like, the nigga pun, that dream, that whole capital punishment, but dream shatterer, Bro, one of the most technically sound displays of masterful lyricism, like, to me, ever. You know what I'm saying? That's my era. Like, from yes. 96 to, like, 98, that's when I started paying attention, like, 
to the point where I'm understanding this shit. That's when my yes. mind started computing these words and what these niggas was talking about. I've been on rap listening to it, but I'm a shorty. I couldn't really compute a lot of this shit. But 96 and 98, that's the era that made me like, nah, I'm rapping. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. I'm putting all my eggs in this basket right here, right now. I'm rapping. You know what I'm saying? And Pun was one of them niggas that really opened my mind to like, what the fuck you can do with this crap. You know what I'm saying? So definitely dream shatter about Pun. Yeah. So I, lo- I love how you said he's your, it's like Nas is your Rock Kim and how Pun is like your G Rap. Like that's that's right. a dope way to, to put it. Yeah, you know I mean, that's dope. That's dope. But man, who you got up next, bro? Oh, shit. Hold on. Okay, now, so I'm over here going through my archives, man, because there's mad numbers on it's mad names on my paper. But I'm not doing it for, um, you know, this is just what what impacted me as a as a as a as a, a black male coming up in general, right? And hearing this shit, some of this shit gave me paralysis, bro. You understand? So when I heard certain niggas' verses, I was froze, like, and I would write down their raps. That's how I started rapping. I would write down niggas' lyrics, bro, tell my sister shit, and like, you know what I mean? I would write down the words, and I would just like. Repeated to myself like this is fucking this is crazy. So a verse that did that to me was Capadonna when he wrote Winter War. Mm. Oh, I knew crazy. somebody had to bring that one in. Black the fuck out on that. Somebody had to bring that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. I purposely didn't say that one because I, I knew back like a, bring it up. I cocked back like a porcupine and reconstruct their design. Mm. You understand? It was shit like that. It was shit like that. It was shit like that, bro. It traumatized my soul, nigga. I, I, I'm, I'm listening <laughs> to this nigga. I said, yo, go get me the notebook, bro. Cause I was the fucking, I was like the griot. I was the nigga that was gonna decipher the fucking hieroglyphics for these niggas in the room. I'm bumming, so. It looked over my shoulder like a man, what it mean? I'm like, yo, let me fucking analyze this shit, my nigga. <laughs> So, Winter Wars verse and get thrown from the Method Man Jeep. Or t- it was so much shit going on in this verse, nigga. Wasn't that a freestyle, like off off the top? Yo. Did he say he went off the top with that shit? Yo, listen, what I'm trying to tell you, man. And then he was a fly slick. Because I always liked the fly slick talking niggas. Because they reminded me of my uncles and my cousins. Niggas, they really wasn't no killers, but they was always talking some slick nigga. You know, and I thought it was funny. But Capadonna was how can people forget this verse mm. I, I think it's hard we can't just because you, you the people can't see him without seeing the other people in front of him like that's the gift the curse of being in the Wu-Tang it's that. like it's that. the gift of I'm, I'm I'm part of this crazy crew that's historic you know historic and all that shit yeah. but I'm on the lower tier yeah and not even not what? even from a talented perspective, but people are always gonna bring up Meth, Ray, Ghost, Dirty, you know what I mean, and Ray. That's five niggas that's always gonna be mentioned before your name. Yeah, because we're talking about the okay. They've said openly that they looked up to Castro, bro. Right. This was their OG. Right. Absolutely. But but the thing is is that that shit don't change the way the fans I hit, I, I get what you're saying. 
but fan of Wu Tang or fan of Afro Man, it wouldn't matter. Jesus Christ, man! You serious? Are you serious? <laughs> I feel you. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just saying, yo, bro. Look at it like this. Look at it like this. Here's a, and maybe this is an analogy. Maybe it's not. I don't think Scotty Pippen will ever get the props he deserves because he played next to Mike. So sometimes, okay, you know how you feel about beats and you want to get on intricate. Yeah. That's the same thing with verses sometimes, like for the writers. Like when we listen to an MC, I don't care who he was standing next to. He gave niggas 30. Oh, no, 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 no. He put in work. Yeah. I was just saying, I was just saying why I think, <laughs> think people, why the masses don't, don't show that was, I, I think it was yo, time listen, too, he was locked was up. Timing. Yeah, he was yeah. locked up. He was locked up yeah. for a lot of that early time when they came out because one of those verses, either that or his verse on ice cream, he said he just got out of jail. Word, they did. He, yo, he, yo, when he came through, yo, he made them. He was the flyest thing out of the whoop. The nah, extra shit. Nah. I wasn't with it. I wasn't with the shit around the neck. To, to have it. I, I wasn't yeah. with all that. But the nigga, <laughs> some of that shit nah, was goofy. Nah, 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 fuck with him. Listen, bro. I'm, I'm a fan. Dope. I'm just but saying. If I, saw Cap, I would tell Cap, I love you. I think we follow each other on IG. Don't get it fucked up. I'm just saying. I would ask him, what, the, what was that shit about, my nigga? <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, next to Cap. Again, I agree with Cap. I agree with you. Cap is a beast. I was just saying why I think more people don't name him. You know what I'm saying? Not saying it's right. Not saying it's right that they don't name him. But just because, like Rel said, he wasn't on into the 36. You know what I mean? So, I, so timing, you just being around a bunch of other ill MCs, and it's kind of like, I mean, it's the same thing with Deck. I think Deck is one of the dopest MCs ever, but you know, Deck's name isn't going to come up before the first five niggas I just named. He's, he's number four. In certain right. conversations, I mean, it would. In right. right. In, certain yeah. in certain conversations, yeah. probably with lyricists. You know what I mean? Or probably with die-hard heads because, yeah. So like you said, in certain conversation, I'm just saying like for, for the bigger circle, for the masses of, and I hate hip-hop Twitter, but hip-hop Twitter, they're not mentioning Cap. You know, but again, I don't take them serious because I don't know how old half these motherfuckers are. You know what I mean? Half of them could be 21. So I don't know. But you're right. In certain circles, Dex's name will come up, but I seldomly hear Cap's name ever really come up. Outside of maybe like like Amir just said, went to wars. Like if we're just going through, if we're going through songs, like if we got on here with regular niggas and just went through songs, niggas will probably say Cap will win awards in ice cream because this verse of ice cream was stupid. I love that shit. You know what I mean? Um, but that's all I was saying. Why I think it doesn't get mentioned as much as it probably should. So that nigga said you can get hip hop song disrespection. <laughs> <laughs> Take us back to church before man before man breaks out the brush again, man. Here comes man. <laughs> take us take us to church, Jr. Break us down with some with some R and B, man. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Donny Hathaway is giving up. Woo! I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. Just from the beginning, that's when I got that on my wall. Like that song means everything. Like what's the album? What's the album that's off? It's off the uh 1971, his second album, the Donny Hathaway. It's self-titled. And 
I had already knew the song already because uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips actually did it first back in 1964. But what's the name of it? Giving up. And, and, and as soon as Donnie comes in, he just come in humming like mm. that church humming. Like you know, he's not in for like 40 seconds. He's just humming. And it's from the, you know, he's not playing, you know what I'm saying? And like, he just comes in and just starts humming and he brings you in. And it's like, all right, we going to church with him, like for real. And from that moment, he just takes all the way there. Then you got the, him on the piano. It's just. Well, God, that's Chicago right there. That's Chicago. Ain't but Chicago, yes. <laughs> like, ain't nothing but Chicago. I, it's just, yo, Jerry Rexler just let him go with that and was just like do you and he just did and it's just like the the first 40 seconds if you know about church and you know you've been there you know from the break as soon as you hear him starting to you know just hum you like yeah donnie's from the church we you you get chills just hearing it and then he takes you there because donnie has just a way of bringing you in anyway because he had a sadness to him so it's like you you felt them you felt like the sadness that he had. You kind of wanted to be like, yo, Donnie, everything going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? After that. But it's just like, that's how like sad he was. Like, even the way he played his keys, you like, damn. Like, yo, you going through a lot. And then yep. this song right here, it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> if you don't know what church is, this song is it. Just from the first 40 seconds. So this Man. song just took me when I was a kid. I was like, whoa. I just stopped. And I had to ask my mom, like, who is this? And she was like, Donnie Hathaway. And from that moment, he's been a number two of my favorite singers of all time, period. So. One more time, what's the name of the joint? Giving Up. Yeah, I'm gonna check this joint out tonight. I'm gonna check so it As soon as you, he gonna get you right in. That that drum gonna boom, and he gonna come right in. And it's a Yeah, Yeah, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, Cause like the song he got, Someday We'll All Be Free. Mm-hmm. That, that gives me like a weird, sad, eerie feeling listening to that song. It does. So is his music like is that reflective of stuff he was really going through in his life? That's why it translates like that into his. Because mm-hmm. okay. he really thought like when he performed the song, he wanted to be free because he had schizophrenia. So when that person gave him this record, it was just like he wanted to be free, but he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? But you hey, I, never knew, I never knew the boy had schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had schizophrenia. Like, people schizophrenia. thought he was crazy. Like, people really thought he was crazy. He would tell people that, yo, they trying to take my brain. Like, he, he would hear voices in his head. And he had a song on Everything is Everything. I hear voices. Like, he's telling you in his music, like, what the hell he's going through. That's why a lot of people say, if you're going to listen to Donnie, be ready to be sad because he's really telling his story. Even if he didn't write it, he's really telling his story in it. So, so, and again, I, I, I'm never one of these folk out here in front. I'm not, I, I know the hits. I don't know the inner right. workings of Donnie. We're, is that kind of like Phyllis Hyman? How, how it was with her? How like you hear her pain in her music? In a way, in a okay. way. Yeah, it, it's definitely like that. Phyllis was definitely like that. She was the type that you needed to give her a song that she could understand that she can relate to. And that's why living all alone, you feel that. Like she really right. felt alone in the world. So that's why it felt so like eerie. Like I can't even listen to that song like that. I'll be like, ooh, that's just, it's too much. It's too it hits your heart string and be like, yo, I uh uh-uh, uh I can't. So 
Yeah. And, right. and and Jr. If if you can if you can piggyback off of this, the other thing of not only was he dealing with himself, but Donnie, to me, at that particular time, there was only one person standing in his way, and that also affected, you know, with regard to his career, affected how he thought, and that was Stevie. Yeah. But for Stevie, Donnie would have been like the the, the, the revered guy, and he would have like been. Stevie. Yeah. Stevie was the single thing that stood in Donnie's room. That's absolutely right. Because Jerry Rexler knew, like, he got Ray Charles, he got Aretha, and he got Donnie. Donnie was like, oh, Jerry Rexler said Donnie was the best musician he ever heard. Curtis yep. Mayfield was like, he was the best musician yep. he ever dealt with. Aretha wanted him to play on everything that he yep. she did. Like, he was that dope. And yep. it was like the label really didn't push Donnie a lot as much as Stevie got at Motown and yep. when he tried to do extensions of a man you can see a lot of that yep. Stevie influence in there but they didn't push it it was now, here's the thing. did they have beef, they have beef? or were you just saying no, no, that no it wasn't no that, beef that, it was, was just like you know it could only be one Right. That's right. It, it goes. It goes back to how I always say it can only be one. It can only be one, and that's and it why Steve, it's almost like the Knicks. It's like how Jordan stopped the Knicks in India and stopped a lot of people from getting championships. I'm not oh, saying that. That's no yeah. shot. That's no shot, Jr. I'm just saying, like that's what you're saying. Like Stevie yeah. was was stopping him from becoming the greatness. It, he it could really be. was because once because he was Stevie just because up. he was just as great. He Donnie, was. A lot of people cool. give Donnie the reason for, honestly, the neo soul. Honestly, he's kind of like the one that kind of. And I mean, we we all. Then Stevie does have the trump card because he's blind. So I mean, it, it, I didn't. I, I don't think that played in a in big part in it either. No. Yeah. You don't? Because, I, nah, I don't. Nah. Mm -hmm. Um. Like if you listen to a lot of the you know the cats back then that were in that, that were involved back then, they'll tell you, nigga, Stevie and Donnie face up, motherfucker. Like it's it's whatever. If but, you wanted a versus, get them to yeah. like for real. Like it, they will get even Stevie would sometimes be like, I gotta bow to Donnie. Exactly. That's how dope he was. Exactly. Like yeah, okay. so it was like uh, we know you know Stevie had the back of the Motown. That's the bottom sure. line. Yeah. And then I got to do my homework on Donnie. I got to do oh, my yeah. homework. He only got I three albums and then one with Roberta. So mm -hmm. okay. two with Roberta, actually, but he died making that. All right. Trey, who you got up next? Uh, Sitting in the back of this chair, we hitting the ropes. The smoke goes back in the blunt. The blunt gets bigger and gross. Oh, I know that is. Oh. Back in the jaw. The blunt turns back into a cigar. Listening to Stevie, it sounded like heavy metal fans spinning records backwards. backwards. Ace, Ace. Ace. I give my niggas dap, jump out the damn black Ace back first. first. Back upstairs, took off the black shirt. I'm in the crib with the phone to my ear, listening up so y'all can figure out poem real clear. The voice on the phone was like outside, outside right right. Open my mouth wide, holding my heat. Bullets, I had plenty to squeeze. Plenty for you. Her jungle Got says, smack you on. on the enemy's duck. Listen, man. I got to do better. Talk that shit, Trey Lee. Talk. Talk that shit, Trey Lee. Yeah, yo. What? Talk. I got to do 
I got, I'm only doing joints where I'm thinking to myself, I got it better. Listen, I and listen, motherfuckers call me the Russian the Russian judge when it comes to MCs. Like I'm a snob. Like I'm a nigga, it's okay, it's cool. It's alright. You got a couple bars, it's cool. Nigga, I heard this. I gotta do better. Yes. Backwards? (laughs) Backwards? Nigga, backwards. Go Listen, Go all the MCs shit. in the room, all the MCs in the room, like, how do you fix your mind to do shit like that? Like, like, where where are you in that? Like, how do you get in that space? That's <laughs> another one of them joints. I was like, bro, I'd never be this nice, bro. Like, fuck, man. Like, that was another one of them joints. Like, damn, man. Like, you got to You got to like, fix fuck. your brain and it got to be in a certain space. Because it happens. Where was he at with that? It, do, it does happen. You understand me? It does happen. We've all experienced, but it's like getting there. Like it just—it's like Eureka. It's like what the fuck did I just find? This shit is fire. I know he said that to himself. He had to. Like nigga, I got these niggas. That's what he said. He said I got these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All that yeah. shit he was going through—that J shit, all that other shit, beefing with Mega and Na- Nature and all the mother. Like bro, that shit. That- he, I got he you, held bro. on to that shit and harbored that shit, and that nigga came back with a fucking vengeance, bro. Because if you, you notice, Steelmatic was not right after Takeover and all that shit. It was a long period of time before that mm-hmm. album came out, bro. He held on to a lot of that shit, and when he was ready, like exactly what he said, I got you, niggas. Bro. I got these niggas. Like that nigga, that nigga Nas was on some other shit, man. Don't fuck yeah. with me again. That's what he said. Don't period. <laughs> And that that right. whole time, that whole time after takeover, like I suffered, bro. Cause niggas, I niggas in school was teasing me so bad. We like, talked hey, about it. Oh my yeah, god! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Your man is done. Your man, I'm like, yo, chill. I was the Nas yeah. guy. Everybody yeah, I, else on the block was hold. I was the Nas guy. Same yeah, head, same head. Yeah. When Ether right. dropped, when Ether dropped, you would thought Nigga, he was Super Bowl. Look, I was yeah. talking heavy, talking heavy when that shit dropped, bro. Niggas want to fight, bro. Don't ever, fight. Man. don't ever die. Niggas I was going to fight. <laughs> I was going to Trey, here's the funny part about this show being about a rap clinic. Because when my teens want to talk to me about rap, I let them. We go somewhere for a ride, get something to eat. I'd be like, yo, play me one of your peoples, one of your MCs. Yo, play me something. I'd be like, yo, let me let me play you something. I'll play him. I, I usually play him Nas. I gave you power, Rewind, or Jay's, where I'm from. So when I'm playing my man Rewind, he like, come on, kill this, that, fuck out of here, man, outside right we. Fuck he talking about? I'm like, say it backwards. He was like, we right outside. Oh, shit. <laughs> he said it And I'm like, yeah, nigga, now, can your favorite MC do that? And they be like, you know what I mean? Because I don't want to come at them like, yo, these whack, these new MCs is yeah. whack. And then the wall go up. Then the defense go up. I'm going to show you what the niggas I fuck with can do. And I'm going to just simply ask you, can your niggas do that? Can can no. your niggas put their arm in a motherfucking rim like that? That's the that's who I came up on. You know what I mean? You can an inanimate object. Case closed, man. I gave yeah, that, you power. Case closed. That's, that's, that's peak perfectionized, yeah. bro. That's Case peak closed, bro. perfectionized. I love Flip Rick. I love Jay. I love the storytellers. But to me, 
if you ain't got I gave you power in one of your top two stories of all time, I understand children's story. I understand all that. No disrespect to Rick the Ruler. I am not trying to disrespect him and come at the OGs. I'm not on that. But the man, I, I know Pharaoh Monch did it too with the bullet. You know what I'm saying? But fam. From beginning to end, I hate that he put that intro to try to explain right, shit. Right, because he right. kind of took. everybody talks about that. Like it's like I'm a gun. Like yo, don't even say nothing, bro. Yeah, don't even say nothing, bro. Yeah, that joint, bro. Like I gave you power, bro. Like and you talk about the third verse, the way he sets that off with, you know, I'm still stuck with all the shit that an outlaw hides besides me is bullets too. Like again, like Burns said with New York State of Mind, I'm in New York. Yo, I'm in this draw with this gun like it's fucking Toy Story right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm there. Like, I'm Buzz Lightyear. Like, I'm seeing all the shit that an outlaw hides. You know what I mean? So, I mean, again, so that is a clinic because, Trey, I do use that with my teams to explain, you know, this is this is what a dope MC does. And, and again, I, I've never come across any of my teams who have ever said, yeah, my favorite MC, little fill in the blank can do that you know what i mean and the thing is you can't do it again i don't want to hear nobody do no backward shit you when you <laughs> stamp on it like that i don't want to yeah. hear it from nobody else, ever right, so i i can't yeah. do it on a mixtape bro no, <laughs> no leave it alone son. You know what? I'm you know what, Trey? I'm gonna do vanilla ice. I'm gonna do vanilla ice. Stop <laughs> it, yo, Trey. Here's the funny part. Here's the funny part with that about doing it again. That's how I felt when people always do comms. I used to love her, like the hip hop to a girl. I'm like, yo, I'm tired of that shit. Like, love, love master ace to death. Him and Marco Polo just did a joint like that. I'm like, bro, come on, like, yo, stop it, like. Nobody's done it doper than calm, and that was '94. Like, stop it, y'all. Like, okay, even the roots with love of my life. Like, stop. Like, I don't want to hear hip hop talk about as a woman ever again. So I'm with you on that, Trey. I never want to hear like stop it, y'all. Like that broke my heart when I heard Ace Two. I'm like, bro, niggas did that 25 years ago. You and it's like Jr. What we said, ribbon the sky. If you're not doing it better. So yeah. if you want to say, yo, I want to write a song about hip hop being a girl, God damn it, you better fucking listen. You better listen. I used to love it, and you better do it better than that. Because if you're not, you just wasting studio time. You wasting my time. You wasting the beat. You just stop it. Plus, cats like Ace, you better like you. You don't. You don't have to do that. You can cut. You so want to? I can't. I can't. So I can't do the Gang Gang Twins Whisper song. I can't. No, no, no man. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, man. Gang Gang Twins Whisper song. Yo, here's the wild part. Here's the wild part. I bet money this nigga right there. He'll fuck around and do do a song tonight, doing all three verses of what we just told him not to do. Right. Watch. Right. Watch, right. watch, oh, and it'd be dope too, because I know that nigga like, all right, I, I, fuck that. Like, I'm gonna whisper one verse. I'm gonna talk about hip hop. Like, nah. like, like I'm gonna do it like, I'm gonna do it like she's nah. something else. And then I'm gonna tell it backwards. And then I'm gonna tell right, it backwards. Right, right, right. I'm gonna whisper backwards. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna talk about hip hop like I'm gonna whisper backwards from me, me from her getting pregnant to me meeting her. All right, bet. Watch, watch, watch. Um, shit, I don't even know who I trade. I just do you or yeah, rewind, rewind. Yeah. All right, bro, what's yours? Um, I'm gonna go to Philly. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, Black Thought on Concerto of a Desperado. 
And this that album, like that's when I really started messing with the roots. Like when I yeah. heard Clones and I heard that John, like, and I'm from Philly, like I, that's when I would really start messing with him. But he was in his bag. Them verses he had on that. Oh, to me, that's his coming out party. To me, that's thought at his best. And I know people will disagree with me. I'm going to get into something else later, but yeah, thought was in his, his bag on that. This dude said the Implorer, the Universe Explorer, treat them seeds like cities. Sodom and Even you niggas open like the box of Pandora with styles of food in the world order. Yo, approximately three fourths of the world. Y'all in the water. Yeah. Don't ever. I got a master's degree in watching other niggas. Yo, yo. Yo, he was passing on that song, bro. Crazy thing, man. My man Sir came through my crib one day and Philly was like, I, I Tribe was like, I mean, Roots was like Tribe and me. I, People's Instinctives was a cool album. I'm like, them niggas is cool, whatever. Same thing with Tribe. I mean, with Roots. When Do You Want More came out, I'm like, that shit's cute. That shit's cool, whatever. My man Sir comes through the crib. He's like, yo, kill me. Motherfucking Tariq changed the name to the bad lieutenant. Like, yo, you gonna, I, I've been in some sessions, bro. You're going to love this new Roots album. But they, you know, I'm like, yeah, whatever, nigga. We'll see. And Illadelph. To me, was their low end theory. You know what I mean? Because I was like, "Yo, what the? This nigga spazzing." I'm like, "Why the fuck is Malik in the group?" Then Malik comes out. My favorite Roots song ever is "No Great Pretender." Black mm-hmm. Thought is not on my favorite Roots song ever. It's a Malik B solo cut. And I remember that's how niggas felt about Fife with Butter when Low End dropped. Everybody was like, "Butter, Butter, Butter." It's like, "Oh, that's why Fife said." I'm like, "Oh, that's why Malik said." Yo, thought on that album, and I loved how he would change like the syllables a little bit. Like change the way words are spoken. Yeah, he changed the way that words were like pronounced to fit in the structure or or oh my god, push up your lights, huh? Like, oh my god. Southeast of Pennsylvania Transportation Authority is what I'm probably on. If I ain't whipping the land throughout the sex, sure. My mind's in trauma nine times out of ten. I rhymes up on the L train, like Yo, my head exploded because Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority is SEPTA. That's our bus system in Philly. But nobody ever fucking says Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority. Nobody in Philadelphia has ever said that. You just say SEPTA. Yo, crazy thing. And I'm going to just piggyback that on into my next joint, Black Thoughts Funk Flex Freestyle. That was a masterclass of MCing. Now, somebody out there who listens to Parvin 5B is like, kill, because there's some there's some lie from the pit of hell that I don't like Black Thought. I don't know where niggas get that from. I love Thought. I don't think he's an incredible storyteller. I like incredible storytellers. That's the only that's my only knock on Thought. That's just why he's not one of my favorite. That's it. It doesn't mean I don't think he's great. He's one of the greatest MCs ever, especially out of Philly. But he's not a very dope storyteller, in my opinion, if it's not about a girl. Yes, sir, Amir. Yo. I don't agree, B. I'm going to tell you why. I think you overlook you having an oversight. Remember that record he had called Panic? Yeah, I remember Panic. That was a story, bro. No, it was. Here's, here's what I'm saying. And and I will put this challenge out. This challenge, JR knows this challenge has been out there in the ether for nine years. Yes. No one has been able to complete it. This shit, you may have a better chance of finding the Ark of the Covenant than finding someone who can complete this challenge, which is simply. Oh, wait, hold, hold, hold on. What, what? What did you just say? You may have a better chance of finding the Ark of the Covenant. 
That yeah. shit that fucking Harrison Ford was looking for in Indiana Jones. You may find that shit first before you can do this challenge. Many have tried. It's never been completed. Yes, I simply fifteen kill been making yeah. people do this, I, and no one has completed it. Nobody. Nobody. Simply name fifteen songs where Black Thought stays on a specific topic. Niggas on the timeline was like, "Oh, that's easy out all." No one has completed, but you, it can't be about a girl. N- niggas oh, tried it for a week or two. Okay. Nobody could do it. Nigga, kill. That's too hard. I'm at work one day. I got some time. And I timed myself. I did it for Common in 20 minutes. I did it for Google in 15 minutes and left off their girl songs. I followed the same rules of thought that I, I left off their girl songs. I had Black Thought people fighting each other. Yo, uh, uh, what was it? Stars about the political imprisonment of the black man. No, stars about that. See, I said, see, you don't get that shit with just to get a rep. Ain't nobody gonna argue over just to get a rep is about stick up kids. So Lil' Queer Chaos is about we tried to go to a party, nigga shot it up, we couldn't do it. JFK to LAX is about, yo, nigga got caught with the gun trying to get... And again, I don't want to belabor the point. Anybody who thinks they can do it, knock yourself out. I'll even give you two. This is how fucking confident I am. It's like on a basketball court, nigga, I spot your five. Don't forget about reality TV, which was off of Dilla's joint. And uh, what's another joint? Uh, I- I'll look it up. But I gave niggas like three or four. Like, here, let me help you motherfuckers. I'll help you. <laughs> and nobody. What is this, y'all, 2015? Yeah. You, know, you, you asked this in 2015, years. and nobody has it's done like it. It's been seven yet. years. No yeah, one has been able to complete it. But so, again, I don't want to belabor it. If y'all want to try, knock yourself the fuck out. A lot of people have tried. None have completed this shit. What, what, what is it? You have to stay on one specific point? One specific topic. So the same way, like I, I said, Payback is a grandmother. His grandmother got robbed on a riverboat. He's trying to figure out who did it. Stolen moment. Somebody broke in the Comet's crib. They're trying to figure out who did it. Testify. You think it's Comet. You think it's the dude, but it's really the girl who is the queen pit. Like, I'm literally just very simple. This, is, this isn't even fucking no breaking down fractions. Just... We're black though, where you can say he is talking about this and not no political. No, very specific. Cause with, with you got me, it's, oh, he's talking about a girl he met in France and blah, 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 blah. Oh, break you off. Oh, he's talking about a girl. Oh, silent treatment. He's talking about woo, 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 woo. The same way you would break down those three songs, break down, and The Roots got what? 122 fucking albums. So you got over 5 million songs to pick from. So again, don't want to belabor it. Knock yourselves out. If you could buy, you could do it. Cheese steaks on me, but again, trust me, there have been black thought stands that haven't been able to fucking complete. That's, this that's a good challenge. That's a good. Challenge. Oh, it's a great fucking challenge. I'm it ain't been done yet. It ain't been done yet. Seven years. I mean, but, but I, 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 you know, but again, but but all that to say, all that to say, that is not a knock on thought. That is my personal preference. What I want from an MC, that I want those stories. That's it. If you just want somebody to go bar somebody to death, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, that is thought. This funk flex freestyle is him just going the fuck in. Oh yeah, he'll and there are people. Who, there are people who enjoy that all the time. I'm just not one of those people who enjoy it all the time. I enjoy it, just not all the time. Trey, we talked when Streams of Consciousness first came out. It sounded like he went straight from the studio, oh, flex, right into the studio to do Streams of Consciousness ones with Knife. 
just I said this nigga just left the radio station, just kept on rapping. That nigga started rapping in the cab, got the ninth one, and just kept on rapping. Which is cool if that's what you're into. It's the same thing with women. We we all probably find different type of women attractive. That's cool. It's all about what speaks to you. That bar and shit just doesn't do me for a whole album. That's cool for a song here and there, but I need more from. That's all it is. So again, I'm not, I'm I'm trying to give thought some love here because somebody watching is gonna be like, nigga, every time you try to give thought love, you shit on them. I'm not shitting on. Them. I'm not shitting on. Them. If you as a, if you as a basketball fan like niggas who can dunk and Steph Curry can't dunk, I'm. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense why you you don't like Steph. He can't dunk. I mean, he can, but he's not Vince Carter. You know what I mean? So it's no knock on Steph. It's just if you like dunkers. I'm going to assume Steph Curry may not be one of your top five players. It's not disrespecting his greatness. It's not disrespecting his place in the Hall of Fame. It's not disrespecting anything he's done for his legacy. It just doesn't speak to you. That's all it is. But back to this, the Funk Flex freestyle, he just went the fuck off. I loved it because my phone was blowing up all night. From tweets, from texts, to phone calls. And what it kind of showed me was a lot of you niggas haven't been listening. Because if you're really new thought... This was no surprise. Right. <laughs> this was literally right. no surprise. Niggas like, oh my God, you heard thought I was like, nah, what happened? He's like, yo, get home. And I'm like, oh, thought been doing that shit since South Street. <laughs> like, that that ain't shit. Like, that just okay. lets me know you probably ain't never heard a whole Roots album before. That's all you being this shot just lets me know you're really not a, a, a diehard Roots fan. You've been exposed. Yeah, like oh. that's just... Because Thought does that with his eyes closed. Thought did that on his lyricist lounge back in '97, the, the joint on Raucous, when it was him and Calm, and I think somebody, maybe most, was up at stretching Bobito and they did it. Thought always blacks out. Like yeah. that's never an issue. So that's yeah, just that's work. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. So uh, again, but I think that was a lyrical class. It wasn't a freestyle in, in, in a Philadelphia definition of off the top. Of course, it was written, but that nigga. Rhyme for 11 minutes and didn't miss a beat. The breath control was crazy. Every line, every bar was part. There, there was no mess ups. Like that, that right there is a class in them scene. Uh, how you can, how, I, I don't know. Like God and Trey, I guess maybe UMCs, my memory is going, you know, but the way y'all are still able to spit other people's rhymes like that is amazing to me. But then to be able to spit something like that, like with Thought Dead for 11 minutes and do it perfect, like live on air. That's a that's a class. That's a master class right there. You know what's crazy too? Uh, you know how like when other people free do they freestyle, the beat come on, they be like, all right, yo, yo, yo. As soon as the beat drop, he just starts spitting. That nigga was on it, yep. He, right. As soon as the beat drop, he just went. Right. I said, God damn, yeah, that shit was amazing, bro. And I, and I definitely want to put an extra emphasis on the breath control. Like, yeah, the breath control was 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 impact. That was to me, that was the most impressive. Part about it because like you said Kill, i mean that's really like kind of light work for, for for thought like what he did what he was saying and shit. that's vintage thought but it's the breath control it's like the on the spot for 11 minute breath control that's the part that stood out it's like this this right here takes conditioning this tells me you've been doing this shit for a long time like you don't just that's a that's mastery you have to master that you know what i'm saying Right. You have to master that. And he's sitting down. You understand me? Like, he's not standing up. This nigga's sitting down doing this shit. 
Now tell me that. Tell me this from yeah. an MC's perspective. I don't I don't know the difference. Is it harder to rhyme sitting down versus standing up on the mic? For eleven minutes? Absolutely. Shit. Because you 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 you're coming from your diaphragm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're coming from your diaphragm and the way that he's enunciating and coming with certain words and putting, you know, emphasis on certain shit and he's doing this shit sitting down. So that means, you know, you're not using your entire shit. You're just sitting there, like, fucking trying to do that shit. That shit is difficult. That shit is difficult as hell. See, that's why I want y'all up here. I don't know that shit. So, I, I, I'm, I, you know me, I'm an open book. I want to learn. That's a feat, motherfucker. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> that's like, what was that, JR Marvin laying down, recording I Want You? Yeah. That's a feat. That shit, that Marvin yeah. shit was a Feet, nigga. Yeah, this, this nigga laying down on the couch like this, like sounding incredible. Like, nigga, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. God, who you got up next, man? Hey, yo, you skip Vern, yo. I, I think the last time. Why well, go guy Vern? But we could go Vern, guy Vern. What you got? My class is gonna be the fucking uh, state property D block battle. Oh my god. Okay. Ooh, Back to now. Yeah. I don't know if that shit qualified, but that shit was a class on fucking Titan Cruise completely fucking nuts for about two, three weeks. I think that was like the line wire days or a little bit after it, but you just yeah. <laughs> that nigga said I'm about to sign kiss like a soda and I lost my fucking mind because Beanie did not come to play at at all. At all. At all. He took all the that shit out even before he brought free in it was incredible but that was really really at it and it didn't spill into nothing you know what i mean that shit was just a wow. course on how to fucking go at it viciously it almost got ugly in philly once it almost got ugly in philly once that's 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 where that's where it almost got real that's where it almost got real for a minute but the, the great but, but Vern, I understand exactly what you're saying because that was one of them fights. It was just a knock. It, it was like almost if you tell me kiss one, I ain't got no beef. If you say beans one, it was one of them battles where every time you thought the other one got the other one, the other one you came back. You could you couldn't wait for the reply. You couldn't wait. Cause each one was worse than the first. Like it was very, it was vicious. When 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 Beanie came on and put your hands up, I was like, oh my God. He's trying like I learned a lot, but I was instantly stricken with Bean as soon as I heard him on Reservoir Dog and I was like, I like this dude. But I didn't know. Right? Like I seen them fucking niggas up on backstage and shit. Like this nigga kinda different, right? He like the fucking fighting shit, but when he went at kissing them like that, cause I always thought them niggas was like the grimiest niggas I ever heard until him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's why Freeway used to stretch his words and shit. Still, it was ridiculous. It, the shit was ridiculous. Yeah, bro. We I ain't gonna lie. About... I get that shit the D block only because once the once the locks got in, that that kind of tipped the scales for me. Because before when it was just kiss and beans, I ain't gonna lie. I was a kiss fanatic. Kiss one of them niggas that taught me how to put words together. And when that shit hurt me when he when when Beanie got off on that put your hands up beat that shit hurt me man. And then when Kiss came back on the disco joint, I'm like it's cool, but come on, Kiss. Right. Yeah, yeah. Flat. 
Mm-hmm. I understand you trying to flex, but this nigga just really went at you. But when Styles and she came in, I feel like that kind of that kind of tilted it in D Block's favor because Styles alone off the Ray J shit. Nah, yeah. I didn't lead out. But every gun that I touched or our own dog, I emptied out. You the boss till your men be out. For they soul be gone. Blood be missing and wind be out. Got the motherfucking nine hollow. And the only thing I niggas trying to pop is the cork on the wine bottle. Like, what? Like, that nigga Styles was going crazy. It's like Styles was sitting in the corner waiting for a nigga to say something stupid. And he came in two guns up. Like he always say, bro. That nigga Styles was going crazy, bro. That shit was like crazy for the whole battle, bro. That was like the last NBA championship. That experience won out. Because that nigga Beans had kissed on the ropes early. Yeah, early. yeah. And that's yeah, why the joining in kind of tilted it in D-Block's favor. And that shit they yeah. did off his jigger, that nigga jigger shit? No. And, and here's my thing, too. I didn't think Beans had enough backup power with State Proud. Because I felt no, like Beans, I felt like Kiss had to go. I felt like Kiss had to go get his big brothers. That's they what did. They like. property wasted they ammo at the fucking radio station. They, they yeah, dumped they all of that shit on yeah. that tape. They wasted that shit at the radio station. They, they dumped a whole clip on that, yeah. that radio station, y'all. They dumped a whole clip, yeah. Experience. Yeah. They, like I said, experience won out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, almost, it's, almost, it's almost just like the Locks Dipset battle. Experience won out. Them niggas knew they, they, they oh, experience yeah. of being on stage and knowing how to work the stage and work the crowd. That and shit nigga, won out. And, and let's let's keep it above skills. I mean, yeah, skills too. But I mean, the way that they did, like them niggas was like like a well oiled machine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Dipset looked like they just like we ain't even spoken a week. Like nigga, like. You know what I mean? Versus it being like, you know, them niggas still rock, but definitely a dope burn pull, a burn, pull burn. I'm sorry, I didn't realize I missed you last time. So give me another one too. I don't want to have you hold it. All right, well shit, my other one is, uh, bear with me. When the MCs came to live out the name. Super perform. The snort called the action sense. You fucking rocked it off. Uh, Come on, man. Nigga, liquid sword. That nigga was dancing on that motherfucker all the way through it. All the way through it. And you talked about the niggas that didn't get mentioned, but that nigga Jizzle put up 50 that game. That was a 50 point. That shit was talk he pick up, he put up 50, man. That was a heavy, heavy fucking pin, man. The intro was long and shit, and you just waiting, and you waiting, but then so you hear that shit, you like, okay. Yeah, that's y'all really get the track to come on, my nigga. Like every verse, every fucking verse. That nigga that's, said. I mean, Jizzle to me is he's he's like what we talked about earlier. He's like a rap technician. He's really rap. like a rap technician. Yeah, he heavy, man. That, that shit was fucking crazy. crazy. That's minimal. I didn't get the whole album the first night. I listened to that shit about a hundred times before I even got to the the next song. I couldn't yeah. get past it. Rap technician, man. Rap burn, technician. burn, burn. That nigga said, that's minimum and feminine like sandals. Some niggas names fit them perfect. And the genius, the jizzer, that nigga's name just fits him perfect. Like, it's like, that's it. Like that's exactly what it is. That's exactly who he is. That's what he does. That that's is just it was a beautiful like, thing. It was like time stopped. It was just such a presence on that particular record. Like 
It's almost like, I think that was like the fifth record out of the solo joints, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was like fourth or fifth to drop. And it's like he was waiting. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's like, okay, this is what I do. And it's like, that, like I said, I love the whole fucking album, but that list of stories, personally, like, I, I don't know if I heard anything that could just, like, what I can put against that as far as, like, I put that shit on, like, the follow the leader scales and shit like that, when niggas just black the fuck out and set a complete standard, like, it's gonna be hard to top this shit. Jizzle definitely I, I, cut I, from I, that Rakim quote. Jizzle yep. definitely yeah. cut from that Rakim quote. I ain't gonna lie, man. I know the cats talk about the purple tape, but I listen to Liquid Swords out of all the solo joints more so than any of them. Like that was a masterclass in, in, in lyricism. Like, and that's my yeah. speed. Right that's you know a dark mean? motherfucking album yeah. right there. It's funny it. you say that too, Trey, because I wonder with things like that, because people always be like. Whenever I want to hear Nas, I always pull it was written before Illmatic. And niggas be like, well, do you think it's better? I'm like, I don't know. I just know I, that's what I go to. So it's like how, how you said about the purple tape. Not saying you think Liquid Swords is better, but you lick, you listen to Liquid Swords more than you listen to the purple tape. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's definitely there. God, what you got up next, bro? Uh, I'm going to keep it in line uh, and step with the freestyles. And I'm going to go... Uh cannabis ice cream freestyle off the 60 minutes of funk volume two funk, funk master flex joint fall you niggas saying that my shit is sick just imagine the 90 percent of my brain that i ain't even used yet taking deep breath quick sucking as much air as my lungs will permit then i start to kick that shit i've been getting busy before the planet started to turn before the bees and birds and adam and eve occurred prior to all creation in other words when the female egg would merge with the man's sperm i stand firm my words burn through your exterior they eat away at your material i'm superior while you only pretend to be i could double my density from 360 degrees to 720 instantly six multiplied by five by four by three by two then one go ahead and calculate the sum the time is coming i was summoned to punish motherfuckers with mouths that run the forward for rubbish was going crazy man. Mm, like and mm. i know he got a million of those to so where you can you can literally pick anything cannabis did from 96 to 98 you know what i'm saying yeah. that nigga was just on a crazy run when it came to the mixtapes but that's one of the first joints that put me on cannabis and i'm like yo this nigga is incredible at mm. that time yeah. it was him and it was pun and i'm mad as hell that the niggas never really got on the joint other than the fantastic four shit like i needed a pun, a just pun and cannabis collaboration. That like, been I dope. needed that. And that shit never happened. And rumor has it, Fat Joe said this shit, I don't know how true it is, but Joe said it. The nigga cannabis was ducking, was ducking pun. Like mm-hmm. pun was and supposedly waited on him for like several studio sessions and bitch never showed up. Oh, I don't wow. know how true that is, but that's crazy, man. But yeah, cannabis. It's, it's, ice funny, it's funny, like you said, cannabis is one of those big what ifs. Because like you said, for that for that two years, and I always talk about that, like, the dopest MC walking the planet Earth. Whatever year you want to peg that in at, like, cannabis was there. And I always gave com props because, you know, they got the joint on one day, it all makes sense. And not too many people was doing songs with cannabis at that time. And it was like, yo, that's dope that com ain't try to duck that wreck. He ain't try to, you know, what you going to say, bro? The fun thing about cannabis right now, he'll win. But the way shit is now, and like everything is kind of sectioned off where niggas that's just spitters got their own world where niggas is appreciating that for what it is, and you don't gotta go through no radio shit because that ain't what you do. Now, like if that nigga was to drop now, even with that shit he did then, it will work right now. He's still dropping. His style is like super different though. Like I ain't really trying to speak negatively about him, but I ain't really too big on 
how he coming now. I mean, he still is still best, but I miss the rapid fire. Like it's, it's it's different. And I understand with age and maturity. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing gonna stay the same forever. So I definitely understand. I'm not talking down on it, but this version of this in my yeah. maybe it's just nostalgia i'm 12 i'm 10 12 years old when i first heard cannabis so maybe it's just nostalgia but i feel like i have a great ear for me for mcs too so when i listened to 96 98 this and i i tapped in with the horseman shit he did with chino xl and um corrupt and uh and raz cast i tapped in with uh i can't remember the last project you put out i think it was with one uh, one soul producer it was dope, but it's not that this from 96 to 98, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't trying to date him or nothing like that, but it's like, I don't, like, I don't know. He's still, he's still raw. You can tell he still got it, but it's the same with M. Like, I loved him when he first came out. I ain't really been on M in a minute like that, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's nostalgia, but I feel like I know what I'm hearing, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I like certain versions of motherfuckers better than current versions. It's yeah. funny because with Cannabis, when, they, when he put out that dud, I never checked for him again, man. I ain't even gonna hold about him. the debut. The debut. Yeah, the debut. The 2000 BC was better than that shit. Like yeah, but I, uh, again, for me, and I think for a lot of folk, it's like it, it's almost like you, 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 you were, you were, you were scout for the sixes, and Jr. been telling me about this nigga who nice as fuck, and I fly out to Yugoslavia to see that nigga, and this nigga put up a brick, nigga. I ain't flying the fuck back, like nah. But that's what it was back then, like. Getting a vibe from my older cousins, my older co- like my older cousin is a big part of me being the MC that I am. Like, and just being a shorty, but being able to realize and understand, you didn't get no second chance back then. Yeah, if you yeah. like, if if you like made nope. a resume, nope. and you know what I'm saying, you was killing mixtapes and shit, and it was time for you to drop that debut. If that shit was a dud, you might as well forget about it, bro. Back to the block, back to wherever you was working at, right. like. Right, Dang. and the thing is, is cannabis was the shit. Like you're not like an okay MC. We ain't we ain't talking about somebody who like Kid Hood, like on mm-hmm. the scenario remix. You know, a little buzz. Cannabis was it. He was right. it. He was. You were the. You were supposed to be the next Mike Tyson, and nigga, you got knocked down the first fucking round. Like nah, nigga, we ain't coming back for this fight no more. Like we too- we watched Mike to see destruction take place. You know. What that I see like cannabis, they mishandled them. They didn't know what to do with it. That's the same I mean, shit. That Drake Clef thing, yeah. That's yeah. the same thing Drake did with Rage. Rage was the hottest shit in the world. They waited like two years to drop an album, and it was a brick. They didn't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? Because they both just were spitters. They didn't want to make no other kind of shit. And like I said back in that day, it was about you had to have a record. You needed one. It was like yeah, you remember that was the day we had to have a girl record or this record, and them niggas didn't have those. They was just MCs. Awesome. Cannabis definitely was a, a a victim of bad timing because he dropped yeah. in '98 where you just had capital punishment. Like niggas had them big. You had Hard Knock Life and you had Capital Punishment. You had Noriega. Niggas had big ass records. Yeah, Cannabis had the uh, I Honor You joint. You know what I'm saying? The second round KO, but he wasn't that type of artist that was going to give you. Uh, a can I get a or a motherfucking um, or even uh, even a remix to um I I can't I'm not gonna be a player no more pun and joke yeah like yeah that was like that's what I'm saying like cannabis wasn't that type of artist I feel like it would have served him better if he would have came out of '96. I don't, I don't know what was what the uh, no the and, and then, no yeah yeah you're 100 right it's the timing because by the time you're yeah. in '98. 
you're now getting a nori with what what you know what i mean you're getting in the super thug you're getting in the you're getting in the n-o-r-e you're getting into a whole nother sound of music that's not really about spitting like that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean niggas are still getting a hardcore shit off but you have to have at least two or three radio joints ready to go and yeah. cannabis just wasn't that you know and, and here's like the sad part that. bro the sad part about that and we even started tapping into the 2000s is the same thing they did with Cassidy and fab and kiss mm-hmm. it's like why are you signing these street rappers for them to make radio songs like i've been Cassidy grew up on my block the nigga i opened my door i could see that nigga's house like that nigga was the boy b that nigga used to battle every night in Philly. Niggas used to come on our block 20 deep. We thinking niggas coming to Rumble. They just coming to battle Cassidy. It's niggas taking no L's. I'm telling everybody, yo, my young boy. And then Hotel comes out. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Niggas giving me the blues route. You talking about niggas fucking with you? Oh, my God. My New York niggas burnt my house down. Yo, with Batman and Robin in the video with a mask on. And I'm yeah. like, okay, it's the first single. Just wait till the next one. Gets no better with Mushanda. Like, this is your man? I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. But it was the same with Fab. Niggas from Brooklyn was talking about Fab Sport. Fab Sport on a clue tape. Fab Sport. Then I hear him with the da 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 da, and I'm like, the da da man. I used to call Fab the da man. I was like, on my Brooklyn, the da man is your guy. And but but so again, I never understood why they were signing these hood rappers who could really rap to make them make radio songs. Shit, I'm still waiting for an incredible Jada Kiss album that I've never got. Yo, Cassidy made me look like a fool. He lived on my block. He made me look much more of a fool but, than you. But listen, but listen, but listen, in a freeway battle, in a free battle, he said, Come to Lime Kim Pike. I'm like a celebrity. I grew up on Lime Kim Pike, not on his side of Lime Kim, but that was my street, Lime Kim Pike. When he came out, I'm like, yo, he about to kill, because I done heard the freestyles. I heard him on the radio in Philly all the time. When that shit dropped, that hotel, yo, he barely rapped on that song, bro. Like he said like four bars and then it was singing. Like it was crazy. I was like, oh, come on, switch. But that's what I say. I was going to say, but but see, that's the thing that I tell Cass all the time. Like th- this is all my era, not not Cassie. He's after. But cannabis and or we were talking about A plus and all. Like everybody can rhyme. Like that was the prerequisite for you to get signed. You had you had to have skills. Like everybody can rhyme. But there's a science to making records, ah. and that's the and that's the part where a lot of cats got tripped up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they they try to take a formula that somebody did and copy and paste the formula, but it doesn't work like that. Like you know what I'm saying? You have to somehow figure out a way to merge your skill level with a with the record, and and for it to come off. And there are only a few people that could do that, like Big. Big was a master at that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like Jay, he if Jay eventually grew into he that. Learned he learned how to do that. Off. Yeah. He didn't yeah, he start off. To do that. But that, that it, it's a science. It's a science to that. And that's the part that a lot of cats miss. A lot of cats. But miss. you know what the other part of, you know to me, Trey, another part of science sometimes is just make good shit. And I'm not blaming the artist because the label is doing that. And I'll give you a great example. MOP's joint, what was the joint they had with Jay-Z over the Rocky sample? That was supposed what was it, God? You muted. For a long blaze. For a long yeah, blaze. Yeah, that was it. That was supposed mm-hmm. to be what blew MOP up. 
It's the Rocky beat. Everybody knows it. We got a Jay-Z verse on it. That song did nothing. What becomes MOP's biggest hit? Any other song about robbing niggas. No formula, no nothing. Just go make a dope-ass song that's undeniable. But here's the difference. They're on loud. So loud is not going to be in the air the same way a full surface or, you know, the labels that are signing Cassidy and Jadakiss into making a radio song. But that to me is why it's hard to try to follow that formula because on paper, it's like when you look at a team, you look at the roster, you're like, whoo, it's a playoff team. And then the motherfuckers don't even make the playoffs. Like, it looks good on paper. Like, how can we not go wrong? Everybody loves the Rocky song. We got Jiggle on the verse. This is it right here. That, that shit did nothing. Cause that industry, that's an industry formula, and it's a one size fit all formula. But in, it in, don't in work reality, it, it, it's not one size fit all. Cause a great rapper is not necessarily a great writer of songs. That, that is so. In their mind, it's, it's one it. size fit all. Oh, he can rap, so he can definitely rap about A B C D. We just got to get him away from the hardcore shit and make him rap about that. It's not one size fit all, bro. I got the baby fro. I can't put on a fucking seven and a quarter fitted. Like, it's, it's not one size fit all, bro. I got to go get the adjustable, the snapback something, bro. Like, the in, the industry had it wrong. That's why I'm glad the industry failed the way they did. They still run shit to a certain degree, but the industry put a lot of bullshit in the game. They told us you couldn't be a star if you was over 25. They told us you couldn't be a star if you was 30 plus. They told us you couldn't come back if you fucking had a dud. The industry put a lot of bullshit in the game bro. god I'm, I'm the perfect example i'm a walking testimony is the thing i did not rap like that before the thing but the thing sitting with d dot the theme is there was a science to it because the bars were still there if you go back and dissect dissect those verses the bars are still there but that record just sounded different than everything else but it still was in the rotation of the hypnotizers it was still in the rotation of the benjamins you know what i'm saying because there was still a science behind that particular record you know what i'm saying and but it, how much but, but d dot how much would you say d dot helped craft them a hundred percent because he taught me how to let the record breathe i wasn't letting records breathe prior to that I was a spitter, just like everybody else that got signed during that time. But Everything. I think the, but that's that's the key. You had the co- you had Dida. I had the coach. That but yeah. that's what that goes. Yeah, like like, like yeah. you had you had Tex Winter. You had the triangle. Like Cassidy didn't. Jada did. Exactly, and that's that goes back to my point. It's a science, and every MC. Matter of fact, I'd say ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the MCs don't know how to make records. Mm. You have yeah. to be coached to make a great record. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? And you got to have a great coach yes. to have you. Yes. Have that. Have Absolutely. that record. Absolutely. Amir, Amir, who, uh, who your last two, bro? Well, I'm going to go with um, OC. <laughs> Which one? I'm, I'm trying to see if you about to take something. He go, he, it's only one. Go ahead. It's only one. Time. Yeah, time's up. My other God, one. There's only one? I mean, make you say. Other. Right, bro. Yeah. yeah. And my other one is going to be um, for. Not just that's not one just based on lyricism, but approach, attack, and one of the most 
legendary flows that was the first swing um, to, to my knowledge and um, cadence and um, was Daz Effects on Justice Men Remix by P. Those two records was crazy. Mm. Bro, let me explain something to you how I hate the lie from the pit of hell that Daz Effects was a one hit wonder. Who said Who that? Said that? Who a said lot that? of people have said that. What? And keep and keep in mind, it, it's the younger generation, and it's because, oh, and, and, and it's because, and it's because it's what stations like VH1 have said. You know, people who don't know anything about hip hop. Like oh, I've seen, they pay, they peg biz as a one hit wonder for just they a do. friend. You well, know, hold on, hold on. I'm do. 36. I'm 36, right? Like I wasn't big on Dyes Effects. That was a little bit, a little bit before I really, really got into rap. I know they wasn't a one-hit wonders. I remember their names and I remember seeing videos and it was definitely more than one joint. Yeah. Like yeah, I mean, VH1s that do that. That's yeah, and then what happens is when they do that, the younger generation clings on to that exactly. and they run yeah. with it. You know, I didn't even know that was a thing in all honesty. Oh yeah, yeah. Because VH1 did like yeah, VH1 did like a joint with like a hundred one-hit wonders, and I was pissed when I saw Biz on there. I was like, "Word!" And people take it and they run with it too. Like, it's just, like, but 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 we have to. If we gonna if we gonna real motherfuckers not, not looking at VH1 no, 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 not, no not, that's not, true, God. That 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 that. But when did when did this type this texture? Of hip hop ever go to a corporation right. for validation of what was hot? Anything in our top 100? Because I just want to say this: When do we get to pick somebody else's culture? What's top 100 in nation? Right. No, 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 I, bro, I. So, I, so, so I'm saying, I'm saying that, I'm saying that because I hear the word generation and I hear the word um, generational and things that are attached to certain isms that you know what i'm saying that that's why in my opinion right if we're talking about hip-hop and what it means to us right now the earth is 4.5 billion fucking years old my nigga. we talking about us writing songs that stretch for two to three minutes versus 4.5 billion years of evolution so at any point, if we let anybody outside of the people that are involved in our culture talk, talk about, talk about, and we actually use it as a pivot. I'm saying you wrong, but this is just grown men having, you know, jousting other minds, right? I could never use something that's not from my culture to measure my culture. Talk about oh, it. bro, keep no, in mind, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with any of this shit. What I'm okay, saying cool. is. That, you got it and that's why i do this is because while the younger generation because here's the thing the younger generation who want to learn about hip-hop who have the open airs are the ogs there to school them and i'm gonna keep it a buck with you a lot of motherfuckers aren't Fact. a lot of people will tell people you go find that shit the same way i did yeah. so you know i'm not agreeing with it. the reason why apartment 5b is here is to get away from that vh1 bullshit. you call a biz a one hit yeah. wonder let me tell you why business is a one hit wonder. You call it Doss a one hit wonder? Let me explain to you why they not a one hit wonder. But there was some show that somebody sent me the other day. It's called The Origins of Hip Hop. And they sent me the, tr tr uh, the trailer. They said, kill what you think. I said, it's bullshit. They said, why? 
I said, you're talking about the origins of hip-hop and you got Fat Joe, Eve, you got um uh, Little John, like, and, and, and Luke, and niggas is like, well, kill what was you mad at Luke at 60? I said, nigga, it ain't about the age, but when the word origin, that means the beginning. That means where it started from. So if you have a show called The Origin of Hip Hop, then it should be talking about her, Bam, and, and Flash. It should be talking about those. Th- that's, that's the, the origin. I watch. But because here's the thing, because a young kid who wants to learn about hip hop is going to watch that like, okay, let me get out my pen and pad. I want to learn about the origin of hip hop. And that yeah. young kid is going to come, come talking to us, talking about Fat Joe is the origin of hip hop. And we're going to be like, nigga, Fat Joe ain't even the origin of digging in the crates. Fuck is you talking about? Yeah. But where did they get that from? This TV show. Yeah. So this is exactly why we have to put together things yeah. like this. Yeah. We, as the culture, as the people who are protectors of the culture, it's like, oh, that's what y'all doing? Well, let me start a show to combat which the bullshit you doing yeah. so that we got something else yeah. for you to come yeah. to. It's like the so again, I'm not saying any of us are looking for BH1, but for yeah. that kid, it's almost like that kid who don't got a father who gets caught up in the gang shit. Why? Because yeah. he's looking for somebody to be loved by. So when somebody does have opening, people say it all the time on Twitter, kill. I don't know how you got the patience. I don't know how you deal with this. You know why? It's the educator in me. I educate. I've been doing it for 22 years. Because if I don't, then where's that kid going to go to? VH1. So again, I challenge all us OGs. We can't talk shit about this next generation if we ain't providing, if we ain't talking to this next generation. And a lot of us aren't. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. A lot of us are. Word. Yep. Word. Yep. You, you said. So again, I don't. But 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 back to Doss. I want to I want to go on Doss and OC because I want to give them they love. So what was it about Doss and the Just the Men joint for you? Well, the first the first thing that stood out to me about Doss effects was their posture on most of them, right? Not posture, style, and balance. Right, and it, regardless of what they were saying, it was it was a, one of the first artists when you it's how they said it, mm-hmm. and everybody was coming through with the biggity, diggity, diggity, you know. But they couldn't, like he said before, you didn't want to hear anybody else doing that. But these niggas, right. like Pusha T, talking about coke rap, when Daz Effects did that shit, nobody wanted to hear nobody, nobody else do it but them, right? According to you know. Uh, people who really were deep entrenched in the coach at that time. And I mean, being a spectator from behind the window is not like an active member, but. Right. So, what I will say is, for me, the allure was I got into the morgue when I heard the remix. That had, remix. Like, it was a Yeah, it was a tape that I had, and it was on there, and I was just rewinded, and it was just. Dun, 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 a little something like and then it was like you know it was like that, that that slick rick yeah. something like yeah. this yeah it was light <laughs> but it was still gritty it, 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 it to me well it's the it was a balance of, it was about yeah it was a balance of grittiness soulfulness it was had ugly gritty shit then it was pretty at the same time it was just a real ill collage of um musicality meets um wordplay for that for me. I feel um, you. And the OC, and, talk about that, bro. And for OC, ah, that was one of my first. I forgot who put me on. I don't know if I've seen it, but I just remember when I saw. Matter of fact, I'm lying. 
my sister had record. I had stolen a VHS tape and it had like recorded episodes of um, your MTV Raps and I popped it in. And I saw OC on the roof of the building. He had the season shit with the sweater and the chain, the V-neck sweater. I said, oh, this is a fly nigga. That was, that's the first thing I was looking at. This thing's fly shit. And he, um, then they played Time's Up and you lacked the minerals and vitamins. Uh, nice and nice. And it was just the attack. It was just. You lack the minerals and vitamins, <laughs> nigga. I ain't no. Man, hold what, 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 who did I have this? this? Come on, bro. We, talk, we, we talked about this on the show that we did about setting off your rhymes. The five best top. The, yeah. You, yeah. This, this is one of them. <laughs> like yeah, and I remember, um, I remember facts. And I remember it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't overproduced. <clears throat> it wasn't, un, it wasn't underproduced. It was perfect. It, it was a, it was a mesh of. You could see that they were just in the, they were present and having fun, and his, his, his. The way he marched, because that was a march to me. It was a drill, a constant drill down. Like he was drilling his shit down to the floor. The niggas really caught what was going on. And your time's limited, Hard Rocks too. It was just so gritty. Like, and then when I seen it come back, and I saw it in Eminem's uh, eight was it eight mile or whatever. Um. I don't know, man. It just rekindled something, and I was like, you know what? This old, this nigga really hard. Then I went, you know, it that verse was stellar to me. Yeah, clinic. That's a clinic. Yeah, that's the perfect. Non-exceptional. Everybody. Hey, our oh, oh my god. You was in church with your moms, nigga. Hey, I heard Serge talking. I heard Serge talking about that though. That was a lie. You was in church with your mom. See, slow your rolls. Give it. Give it to go. Got some guys be laughing and shit. Rapping for the door. It's the principle of it. I get a rush when I bust some dope lines that maybe somebody would quote. Like, come on, man. And that and to me, that line defines how I approach right now in this current state where I'm at. Is yeah. it the rush of writing some shit that somebody you call? I told you before, I got 16 opportunities on you niggas to make y'all walk away with one bar. If I could make a nigga fuck with one bar, he gonna find something else in his verse or other shit I need to do. 16 shots to make you walk away with a quotable. If I can't hit 16 shots, I free throws my nigga. I don't need to be in the league. Facts. Nah, nah, that's facts. That's facts. Right. I'm sorry, guy. What was you gonna say, God? No, you I was saying, saying uh, I heard Search, uh, he was on a, a IG Live with Royce, and he was talking about uh, how OC came with that joint, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he said that was the last joint for Word Life. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they was looking for that that one joint, and he was mm-hmm. like, him and him and OC was damn near coming to blows, like, bro, like, it ain't it ain't ready. You ain't got it. It ain't ready. And OC like, nigga, what? And I, I don't know if it was a little resentment towards Nas and that shit. You know what I'm it saying? Because it's like, I you saw this little nigga, you know what I'm saying? He got it, but I don't have it. And then he didn't understand what Search was saying according to Search. And Search is like, he just came to him one day like, I got it. I understand what you're saying. I got it. And that's the same shit Search quoted, the fucking opening lines. And I'm like, that shit crazy. That was a dope-ass story the way he told it. But if I'm not mistaken, that was the last joint for word mm-hmm. like. 
It's crazy. Man, I don't know about y'all, but if a motherfucker come up to me talking about you lack the minerals and vitamins, nigga, I'm like Straight disrespect. Straight disrespect. In the most health concerning way. Like my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ain't got it. You ain't got it. No <laughs> you said, like, I'm concerned about your health, but nigga, you ain't the one, my nigga. You ain't got it, bro. I don't want no part of that shit, man. No, I, I, I always tell Trey the most ironic part about that line is when I heard it, I ain't even know niacin was real. I take that shit now for my cholesterol. That's how crazy it was. I thought it was some made up shit. I didn't even know it was real. Who knows crazy? My doctor was like, yo, I'm, I need you to start taking nice. And I was like, oh shit. Like, oh, was that oh, was all some real shit, huh? Okay. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. What'd you say, man? And he didn't clear that sample for um times up in eight months, but he had a nice quiet quiet check for that one. That was crazy. Yeah. That's dope. That's up. Trey, who you got up for your last joint, good brother? Man, so while you fuming, I'm consuming mango juice under Polaris. You just embarrassed. Because it's your last tango in Paris. Paris. Even, and even after all my logic and my theory. Theory. I had a motherfucker. Do I need to explain this shit? No. (laughs) Nah, you don't. No. Nah. Even, even after all my logic and all my th- that shit to me, like I knew life was hard, like life was hard. You know what I'm saying? My teeth are hard. I fuck with salt and pepper and all that shit. You know what I mean? But when Lauren Hill stepped on the scene, man, it was like a meteor. It was like some shit just came from the heavens above and the fucking <laughs> eyes opened up and this uh, <laughs> moment just happened. Who in the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? And I haven't seen that since. Yeah. Nah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nah. Nah, you crazy. You right. That joint was crazy. That joint was crazy. Yeah. Bro, what you got for your last joint, bro? Uh, my last two, I got uh, the first John. This song was like a gift and a curse to this to this MC's career. But I just remember when I first heard it, I was like, "Yo, this dude is going crazy." And that's Exhibit C, mm. um, J Electronic. Mm-hmm. Yo, like he went. Like I don't know if you could do any better on that track, bro. He went crazy when when that nigga said they called me J Elect. Tronica, J Elect, J Muhammad Asalamakar, Rasulullah Sapano, Wata Allah, do your monitor. I said, Up. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, that, 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 that line was the best nah, shit that in the middle of Little Italy, bro. Yeah, that line was the best. Nah, that nigga said niggas behind him like the Verizon. My fans behind me like the That's what me and you were just talking about the other day, man. That's what we were just talking about. He said, no, the niggas was calling us lame. Then Jack and I was slain. He was talking heavy. He was talking heavy. Broad Street Master. How did I forget Exhibit C, bro? I'm so mad about that. No, I'm going to keep it a buck. When he did that song, I didn't even know where the nigga was from. That's how I. 
You didn't know whether he was from down south of New York. He was just like a, a fucking enigma out of the sky. You talking about Trey? Trey, you talking about Lauren coming out the sky? That like that's the same thing. That was the same thing with JLF. And then that the beat just just killed that exhibit CB. Like that was 2009, and I remember that. That was like December 2009. Like that ended 2009 off. And you know, you know how dope that record was. He had motherfuckers still hanging on for 10 years. 10 yeah. years. After the fact, bro. That's, That's how good that One joint. Yeah, you did. Yeah, one joint, bro. One joint. One joint. That was another one of them motherfucking joints. I'm like, damn, bro. I'll probably never be this nice. Like, I'm literally mad. But, like, I'm listening to this shit like, damn, this shit cold as hell. I'm mad at how cold this nigga is. And it was so effortless. Like, he wasn't saying no super lyrical, miracle, true spirit. Like, he, it wasn't that. Like, his flow was just so concise and so fucking well placed. Like, this nigga J Electronica sounds like he's another disciple of Rakim. Like, niggas that's real precise and real technical with where they play shit, how they say it, and how it come off, bro. Like, it was, it felt so simple. But it was, it was different. Like I, I just want to say this to the room: y'all niggas don't analyze my flow. You hear me? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want y'all trying to critique my shit. Like yo, yo, with the I've analyzed all y'all niggas. I've analyzed all y'all niggas. when you talk about when you talk about Jay that nigga says something. On the reflection of Toronto album, that nigga said, I'm in New York now, like Akeem and Simi was, trying to get the lobby door open from a Simi buzz. Simi buzz. Oh my God, bro. I'm like, like Akeem and Simi was. And if you've ever tried to get into projects, you know how you're trying to get the lobby door open from a Simi. The buzz ain't never always a. From a Simi yeah. buzz? Oh. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and who's your, who's your second one? Because we can talk about Exhibit C all night. I, I, got, I got a whole bunch, but I. I had Nas New York State of Mind. That's that's self-explanatory. But I'm gonna go with this one. Um, a clinic on two artists going back and forth. I'm gonna go Kiss and Styles on We, we All Made It. it. Mm. Um, that's just that's just per- that song to me. That song perfect. perfect. That song's perfect. Fast. And then Kiss came in at the end with that with the final verse by itself, and he just spashed. Like that that's that song right there is perfect. You know what I'm saying? And I heard that beat, Razcast had that beat first. Yeah. And Raz ain't and, do what they did. And I, and I love Razcast, but he ain't do he couldn't do what they did to that beat. They not at all. I mean they were I'm they, glad that, that Raz came out because I want people to understand that it's not always just the beat. You know what I mean? Cause with Styles and Kiss, that beat sounds crazier yeah. than with Razzcast doing it. Like, I remember seeing an Alchemist Just Blaze battle, and when they put on We Gonna Make It, the whole crowd lost it. If that would have been Razzcast song, the crowd is not losing shit. You know what I mean? And that's no disrespect to Razzcast, but I like that it came out so that people could understand that when, like, Trey is talking about making, not just writing a radio song, just making a good song, and it just not being bars. Raz came to bar people. Mm-hmm. Jada and Kiss barred you, but they did it in a song mood. Mm-hmm. Cause yo, you know what if, I mean? you, if you listen to like I listen to Raz's, he says some like ridiculously crazy shit in that song, but it don't hit like I mean for that for that song, it just don't hit like how 
Styles and Kiss did. The way you set us off with that fuck that frail. That's it right there. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. But, but here's the wild part. But here's the wild part. The average person, or somebody may say, well, Ras Cass is a better lyricist than Kiss. Somebody may say that, and I'm not mad at you. I don't care, but he, he wasn't that getting song, off the phone. I like that. Exactly. 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 You got to have pocket presence in order to make yes. a big song. I call it pocket presence. Yes. Pocket yeah, presence. Remember that. And they, that's they, that's so, so, so when you analyze my flow, did I, did I have pocket presence? <laughs> man, man, you, you have a mastery of pocket, pocket presence. Oh I my God. I just want to see if you was a Jedi. Listen, no, no, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Jedi Knight, nigga. I'm Obi-Wan, nigga. I'm Obi-Wan. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Trey, 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 Trey Lee is going to analyze. I sent him one song and he told me 72 things about that song. <laughs> what was good, what, what I could fix. What like he's yeah he's thorough like that for real. Yo, here's the last here's the last gem I want to give to y'all because I said that G rap was the first time I heard somebody just bar that long, and it wasn't. It actually was MC Light off of this joint, the first Priority Basement Flavor album dropped in 1989 on a joint called Survival of the Fittest. The remix ended up on the second album. Eyes on this, but I'm not talking about the remix. The OG version, Light went for 68 straight bars. This dropped before Men at Work did. So again, this dropped before Men at Work. So that's why I said, when I said Men at Work, I said he was the first. I said, nah, I got to hold that till later. The first was MC Light. It was the same year, though. Same year, but just the fact that Light was still in that 68 straight bar. Like, it was Light and B-Rap. So... Same year, but at the end of the day, they were the only two that were doing 60 plus bars in a burst. So definitely want to give light credit for that. You know what I mean? So, yo, I know I held this late tonight, but goddamn, we're going to need about four or five hours for this MC show. We're going to have to break that down to pee. I'm taking notes right now, but we're going to talk about that when I stop because niggas be biting my shit. Trey, let them know where they can get at you, bro. Absolutely. If you're going to my website, it's tracyleemusic.com. That's T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-E-E music.com. I'm also on YouTube at left, L-L-E-F-T TV. Um, of course, you know, IG is Tracy Lee ESQ. Uh, uh, TikTok, same thing, Tracy Lee ESQ. Uh, uh, Facebook, if you're still fucking with that, Tracy Lee. And, and uh, Twitter is T-R-A-Y-L-E-E, Trey Lee. All right. Burn, tell them about Idle Mind and that Serene 2 that's coming. Idle Mind, man, is everywhere on all the DSPs. You can uh, search it. What up, Burn? There's a link under everywhere you can find me. There's a link under it where you can take you everywhere you need to go to the band camp, to the titles, Apple Music, etc. Furthermore, and all that. And uh, yeah, I'm working on a follow up to uh, my Serene project. I don't know if you heard it. If you haven't gone in, check it out. Uh, I'm trying to drop that around September sometime. It's sounding crazy. And, uh, yeah, just want to say uh, thank you still for those that still rocking with that idol mind, and we still got more tricks up our sleeves with that one too. So stay tuned. What up, burn everywhere. One word. What up, burn. 
Ralph, let them know where they can get at you, good brother. All right, Uptown World 215 on the gram. JBen215 on Twitter. Uh, uh, my first single is out. It's called Let This Be a Lesson. Um, I'm about to put it out. It's on my YouTube. It's linked under my bio, everything. And I'm working on the album. It's called Caught in a Moment. Be out in September. And that's it. All right, Amir, tell them where they can get at you, good brother. Yeah, peace. <clears throat> you can get at me on uh, on Twitter at 25th Hour Man, number two, 5-T-H-H-O-U-R-M-A-N. On IG, it's um, A-M-X-X-R with dots in between it. Um, right now, like I said, and make sure if you haven't heard 21 Grams, work this way to soul, you know, take a, take a spin on it. It's on uh, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and Audio Mac right now. They make hit all where, can they, where can I get the vinyl? I, I brought this so long ago, I forgot. You can get that vinyl, I think, if they have more. I think it's a vinyl space. Oh, yeah. Vinyl, vinyl, vinyl Index. Vinyl Index. Vinyl index. Com. Com, right? Yeah, they have. Beautiful red, 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 red joint, oh. too. Love, I love when vinyl yeah. is different colors. So beautiful red joint right yeah. there. Red and black. Red. That was my favorite joint, the bread. So whenever somebody so, comes out with a bread album, I'm loving it. Yeah, so we have that 21 grams and uh, just be on the lookout for uh, me dropping a mixtape I don't know if, what I'm gonna name it yet I might have thought of a name in two seconds but I might name it God is my cousin I don't know what I'm gonna name this thing man you know what I'm saying that's a fire mixtape name I don't want anybody to jack the vibes listen <laughs> that's a fire that right? kind of, no that's hot though I like that yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of fun. yeah that's hot okay, that's the name of my, I'm fucked with what I'm naming the tape then fuck it yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's my mixtape. God is my cousin about to drop. Right? Yeah. That's going to be entitled to take probably because I'm dead serious about that. And I'm a big and, and dope And Dope Boy sold an album is to be announced. Um, top to bottom, man. I think it's a um, great project, you know, uh, hopefully. Yeah. And um, I'm thankful and I'm humbled. And I want to just say, you know, not to reset the room, I want to thank all of you brothers in here tonight, man, for. Um, being of the pedigree and the fiber that you are, man. Like, I want to salute all you, you know, brothers, man. Because, you know, we here and we spent one of our most precious commodities tonight, which is our time with each other. Thanks. So, I just want to thank y'all for that, man. Salute y'all, man, for, you know, putting up with my bullshit. You know what I mean? Uh, I ain't even going to brush my hair. Cause I was I about to say, I was just you know, about to say, you got to take a time to um, brush Chicago. You can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't. So, so with that being said, it's been a lookout for me. Um, you know, the album with P Rock, um, Dope Boy Soul, and more records from True Soul, records I got with Kill, and a number of the producers from Damn, it's a lot, yeah. It's a lot of guys, man. Shanghai, Arsonist, and uh Damn, I don't wanna make anybody mad, but yeah, I got a ton of shit that I've been cooking, man, and uh, just thankful to be here, man. I appreciate it and I love this shit, man, because you know, I really being this bitch spitting to my eyes burn, bro, every night. So, you know, I hope y'all hear that when, it, you know, that conveys through my music when I, you know, when I give it to y'all, you know, cause my freestyle, I'm in drill down mode. You know what I'm saying? It's two guns up and now, so let's have some fun, man. That's all. I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. God, where can they get at you, good brother? Hey, real quick, I know we hitting the three hour mark, but I ain't get my fifth one off. So I'm just oh, my bad. And, and Jay, yeah, I know I got to come to you too. It's I know I got to come to you too. It's all right. Yeah, it's, cool. it's all good. I got to get this one off of this hometown shit. My fifth one was Twister, Victory of Death, from the mm. first legit balling comp uh, compilation. Mm. Like that nigga mm. Twister. I never heard that. Hold up. Say it again. 
uh, Victory of Death. I believe it's the first joint from the first legit balling compilation. L e g i t b a l l i n apostrophe legit balling. He after uh, Adrenaline Rush. This was like early two thousands. Like he did some shit called uh, Legit Ballers. That was kind of like his click. You know what I'm saying? But it's Legit Balling Volume One, and the song was called Victory of Death. Like that nigga was going absolutely crazy on that. So last but not least, the hometown hero, legendary Twister. You know what I'm saying? But y'all could get at me at IG and Twitter at GodMC. That's G-A-W-D-E-M-C-E-E. Um, like I said, I'm coming off that murder castle produced entirely by the homie the Black Depths. Been getting a lot of good, you know what I'm saying, positive feedback off that, you know what I'm saying? Um ecstatic about the constant core tr- uh trending trajectory. You know what I'm saying? We on some grass boot shit with the filthy shit, no mediocre. Um, I'm planning on dropping at least one more project before the year is over. I don't want to let up, let no cats out the bag and ain't nowhere near completion. So I'm going to just be mom on that until it's time to, you know what I'm saying, do my one-two. But uh, yeah, man, Chicago never forgot how to rap me in this motherfucker. Filthy Records, uh, The Dirt Up Here, a filthy album, the compilation out now. Streaming everywhere. Murder Castle streaming everywhere. Tap in. Fuck with us, man. Chicago never forgot how to rap me more than drill out there. Yeah, that's what it is, bro. Gr, well, um, where can I get at you, good brother? Uh, just the R&B representatives on Instagram, R&B reps on Twitter. Uh, by the time this come out, we'll be talking to the uh, girl that spoke to Whitney Houston on the MTV Fanatic. So that's how mm-hmm. I'll catch that episode. So we'll be rocking with her, and um, me and Elise is getting back on the radio in August. So look out for that. So we uh, doing that and. Yeah, so just catch that. Mm-hmm. And then by the time this comes out, and, and it's midnight now, so happy born day, JR. Young oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is midnight. Do I need to play Q Tip Vibrant Thing? Is it- <laughs> Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'm just saying, just making sure shit was. You know. Damn, I didn't even realize. Thanks, thanks, y'all. Appreciate it. Oh, yes, happy born day. How old are you, man? Since you've been in studio since 1942. How, how old are you? 63. 63. All right, that's about right. That's about right. That's about right. You already know this with me. Kill eight eight nine Twitter and IG. Idle Mind is out. Griovrn.bandcamp.com. I stand by the album. I think it's some of my best work production wise so definitely check it out just like god said fuck with us i give y'all money back guarantee i told niggas from the door if you do not you buy you don't like it give me a cash app and i'll send you the money back thankfully i haven't had to give anybody their money back <laughs> but i stand by that shit if it said that i'd be like no problem here's 12 dollars like, you got it i'm sorry you ain't enjoy it it ain't that's why i just need folk to get at a place where i'm not offended if you don't like my shit my shit is not everybody is a for them nigga people be getting man you don't like my shit you don't fuck me i don't fuck with you dog if you don't like it no harm no foul thank you for listening to me that's all i can ask of anybody in life is an opportunity you give me the interview and i bomb the interview i'm not mad at you dog you know what i mean like all you can ask for is an opportunity so if you give me an opportunity in your rotation i appreciate that and if you ain't feeling it I want to give you your money back because I, I hated wasting money when I was coming up buying albums. Be like, yo, that shit whack. You know what I mean, so that that's how much we stand behind the music. So you know, but I appreciate y'all. We will wrap next week, good pieces. <laughs>